0: are tuned into the right place. Yes, this is Talking Bollocks! Yes! It is yet another episode of the shower of shit that is the Talking Bollocks podcast. Yes, welcome back listeners. If it's your first time, this is what it's like. Um, if you're coming back, uh, you know what it's like and that's why you're here, so um, you only have yourselves to blame. That's the way I look at it. Um, uh, good day, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good lunchtime, wherever it is, whatever you're doing. Um, it's uh, lovely to be in your ears. Um, and uh, this is what happens every month. I am your toast. Uh, toast? <laughs> That's, there you go. This is what happens. Uh, now this isn't me editing. Sorry about that, but um, uh, the the laptop froze. Uh, this has been happening uh, a little bit recently, so this is this is the absolute chaotic shower of shit that is the um, that, that is the podcast. Um, unfortunately, yeah, I'm i I'm, I'm going to figure out what's going on, but um, there there's a, there's a bunch of sort of dropouts in the um, in the interview later with Godless as well. But um, don't worry, we'll, we'll we'll get there. So yeah, this. <laughs> I am your toast um, I'm your host Howard H Smith I am also a singer in UK rebooted UK thrash band Acid Rain goes at Acid Rain on Twitter at Acid Rain Thrash on Facebook uh, Acid Rain dot co dot UK website um, pretty much everywhere um, and Talking Bollocks podcast you can get us, uh, you can get me on Twitter at Talking Bollocks with a Z instead of an S um, and you can find us on Facebook as well under Talking Bollocks uh, with a Z not an S um, uh, oh yeah I'm on Twitter I'm on uh, sorry Twitter I'm on uh, oh yeah to- uh, I'm on um, Instagram uh, just me just a little old me my account's set to private but that doesn't make any difference I'll, um, I'll uh, you know I'll, I'll let you follow me um, and that's at How One H-O-W the number one ARD or the digit 1 ARD. Anyway, I was that that's exciting, isn't it? Really managed to make the the housekeeping sound really interesting there. Fucking hell. Anyone still out there? Anyone managed to stay awake through that? Um well, it's um it's good to be back. What's been happening in the world of metal this month? Well, um as I as I went to do the podcast, I opened up uh Blabbermouth just to check if there's any last minute news. Um yeah, there you go. Any semblance of professionalism that's pretty much it. Um, and, um, to the very, uh, opened, uh, blood mouth, the very sad news that ni- that Nick Menza has passed away at 41 years old. Um, sorry, 51 years old, which is fucking no age. Um, I mean, I'm, four- I'm 46, so, uh, only five years of these fucking podcasts to go, guys. Um, but, no, seriously, I mean, that's just, that's horrible. Um, and apparently had a heart attack whilst drumming, um. The way he would have gone, wanted to go, I'm sure. Well, maybe he would have wanted to go in his sleep. Um, or... <laughs> God, sorry. This has turned into Alan Partridge, does not it? I've, uh, sorry. Um, maybe he would have wanted to go... Uh, in his sleep, we'll never know. But, yeah. That's really bad news. Really bad news. And... Um, so, um... All his old bandmates, Marty Friedman... Even Dave Mustaine, had, uh, had tweeted there uh, well actually no um, uh, Marty Friedman put a really nice status on Facebook actually because um, a friend of a friend of a friend yeah whatever I saw it anyway um, and um, uh, a uh, Mustaine managed a tweet um, which was about it um, but to be fair um, given most of the shit that falls out of his mouth um, it's probably better off that he just left it at that um, there is more Dave Mustaine coming um in the podcast when um he becomes the the, the subject of Mine and Godless's uh, discussion a little later on. Um so anyway, yeah, uh, the very sad passing of Nick Menza. What else has been happening? The very the sad very sad passing of um Sharon, Osborne and Ozzy Osborne's marriage. Um I have really, really struggled to give a fuck about um any of that, to be honest. Um, when you've got pieces in like, in various heavy metal websites, when that, when they're starting to run a story and they're quoting their source as UK newspaper, the sun, then I think that's basically become something that is no longer metal news and needs to be just fucking left in gossip columns. Um, so yeah, you know, are they together? Are they not? Um, struggling to give a fuck really am but, uh, but there you go and um of course um uh, after gene simmons's uh, disgraceful comments about prince um paul St- uh, and then Nikki six joins in and says yeah what a what a twat and then paul stanley says okay look actually paul stanley first said that's my you know my co- colleague gene there being a knob don't listen to him and then nicky six jumps in to give Simmons are kicking as well and then Paul Stanley's like you know like, like like i don't know like, like you know like Gene Simmons is some sort of battered wife <laughs> and uh and uh, and Paul Stanley's the husband he's like whoa whoa six hey don't be battering my mate gene that's my job all right back the fuck off while i get some digs in it's just quite comical actually and now it's just developed into a um a uh, uh oh! What's, oh what's it? A, a celebrity um, not not tryst—that's the wrong word—but um, grudge anyway. So the two of them are just fucking as bad as each other. A couple of old queens, um, Paul Stanley saying, "Oh, Nikki Sixx is just trying to keep the whole thing alive, um, for the press, and thus by doing so, thus keeps it alive for the press." Don't think we didn't know is that Paul. So um, yeah, you know, um, other bit of Megadeth news, um, uh. Yeah, uh, Dave Lefson um, said that, um, that, quoted in a recent interview, the piano has always been a friend to Megadeth. And um, and I completely agree. I would imagine the piano um, falls into that uh, rare group of things that Dave Mustaine can't piss off or fall out with. Um, an inanimate object, a piano. So that is why the piano is still a friend to Megadeth, always has been. Uh, come round for dinner, um, bring him round rehearsals, have a chat, bit of a jam um even get him in some 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 photos you know sixth member and all that but uh, always been always been a friend to megadeth thanks uh, thanks for that to mr Ellefson. I think um i never thought i never thought i'd uh, prefer to hear a comment from Dave Mustaine but um thanks for introducing me to that completely new feeling um oh, oh awesome um, awesome new song um by Gojira coming out Which is, um, uh, called Silvera. You can find that on YouTube, whatever. Um, cool video, great song. Um, that's two new songs from, from the Gajira, uh, from the new Gajira album now that I've heard, and I'm really, really liking, I'm thinking this could be it. This could be the fucking album where I don't, you know, go, oh dear, I tried, but I failed again. Um... Uh, and um and, f- uh, and anyway moving on i was um i was out on my um i was out on my bike um really. oh actually i'll give you the whole story actually um i've got a really fucking infected elbow right now <laughs> I, I i know that makes it sound like i'm some sort of um that i i've i've basically i live outside i'm i'm homeless or some sort of gypsy or something i don't know i've got a, i've got a fucking infected elbow i just had a kind t- tiny little scratch on it for a couple of weeks Scab knocked off it the other day at lunchtime. By the evening, this was Friday evening. Um I had to go to a fucking casualty. It blown up, it was really hot, it was fucking agony, couldn't move my arm. So anyway, I get down there and he gives me some um uh he gives me some uh antibiotics and uh, and so I've been sort of confined to doing fuck all this weekend. Um, which I probably needed, despite... Well, actually, Friday I had a gig cancelled on me. On Saturday I had to cancel a gig. So it's just as well the gig was cancelled, because otherwise I'd have had a big, massive swelling elbow on stage. Whatever. This is a fucking great story, isn't it? In case you're wondering, um, there are better ones. This episode's pretty shit, so, um, I I fuck off now (laughs) if I were you. Um, so anyway, I've been confined to barracks to keep the, um... The uh, Alan Partridge references is going, um, and um, I went out on my bike. Now I, I'll, I'll I'll mention um, I, no, not heavy metal, fucking <laughs> leather jacket with tassels on, getting on my bike. Yeah, no, none of that. Just on me, uh, on me old pushrod. And um, so I went, um, I went for a bike ride. And as will be revealed later, I've um, I've got a new phone which actually has an attachment that you can put on it, and it makes music sound fucking incredible. Not, it's not effects or anything. It's just. Um, uh, well yeah you'll hear in Mind godless's chat but um it's a DAC uh, f- um, filter or whatever and amp and yeah it sounds amazing anyway and i've got um i've got a lossless file of um a lossless flak file of master of puppets on my phone which is taken from some sort of japanese remaster or something basically it was a gold cd it wasn't remastered they put it on gold it sounds gives it slightly more depth but anyway so i was listening to it and um, I fucking have rambled on to this point, haven't I? I fucking. <laughs> By the way, this story, this story is not going to pay off. You, you, you probably want to ditch it now. Um, so anyway, um, I was listening to Master of Puppets, and uh, I was just I, I was just sat on my bike, drinking water, um, hydrating near a cricket. Match Again, this is not... The detail is not improving the story one bit, is it? Um, (laughs) I blinked 17 times. uh, 18. Um, So anyway, I was listening to Master of Puppets. I listened to Battery. I listened to Thing That Should Not Be. um, I listened to Welcome Home. Got that far. And there was probably about... I don't know, about 30 seconds into Battery. I was just absolutely gripped, gripped with this, I don't know, this sense of not just hearing something before, but those sounds made me, made me remember things that I couldn't remember. They made me, I I don't know, for just a few seconds, it was almost like I was transported to 1987. Um, Now, I know some, some of you may, may be able to, to, um, uh, Fucking hell, I'm I'm struggling for words and I. I was going to say sympathise, but it's the wrong fucking word, isn't it? Oh, you know what I mean? Some of you will know how that feels. Right, okay, I can't find the word. Some of you will know how that feels. Uh, And some of you might just think, oh, hey up, he's been on the wacky backy again. Fuck off. Um, Don't be so reductive. So, um, uh, back to listening. Yeah, anyway, it just took me, just absolutely took me back to 1987, and I was just consumed, absorbed in listening to to the album. And I just thought, you know what? This sounds fucking awesome. It really does. Everything about it is spot on. Um, even the drumming, for fuck's sake. It's heartbreaking to hear how fucking great the drumming is. But just everything about it, the arrangements, the, the, the actual sounds of each instrument, the way it's where James is singing his fucking... You know, it's next level, and it started. It reminded me about what it was like when I got the album. And a friend of mine had got it before the rest of us because he's ordered it from Shades, and they got it a couple of days early on uh, mail order. And um, and we we're like, "What's it like? What's it like?" And he goes, "Well, um, Hetfield plays two solos," and we're like, "Fucking hell, really? Wow, Hetfield's playing solos! Like, wow, you're know, just consuming this information like it was just fucking, you know, just exactly what we wanted to hear." Um, and it's like, oh, when it starts, it's got an acoustic intro. It's like Firefly fire with Firewood, but better. And then it's like Firefly Fire with, but better. <laughs> we were all just like, oh, fucking hell! Can't wait to get out of this. So anyway, I just remembered all of that around, around listening to it, and I just, I just, I just felt like kind of try, trying to listen to it for the first time, trying to remember what it was like to listen to it for the first time, or for anyone. I mean, that album came out in '87. Seriously, you sit down and you listen to that now. Like I did this afternoon, and it just it just made me think this is the closest to a flawless record I think um that I know of it's just it's a game changer if you are sat there shaking your head going, oh mainstream thrash, Howard oh you're you just you're just a mate no look, just it's master of puppets for fuck's sake, you know if you can if you gonna argue with that, I can't help you, okay, It's an old phrase you can't argue with stupid, so if you're not a fan, you don't you don't rate master of puppets. That's fine. There's a big hole in your life. You're fucked. Um, but it, yeah, it was it was amazing. And I just I don't know. It was kind of weird. It really was just like being back there and just listening to it for the first time and thinking what other people would be thinking. And just imagine you know, like if you're Aussie or whatever, and you've heard there's this new band Metallica out, you know, whatever. And and, and they say like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll listen to a couple of songs. This is back in you know, it's back in eighty seven and somebody puts you on battery, or or Welcome Home, or Thing Not Should Not Be, or something like and you just go, like, fuck me, this is immense, this is fucking immense, and it, it, you cannot describe how immense that was back in the day, you know, b- back in that time, you, you just can't describe how big a deal it was, um, Well, it was a big enough deal for me to eventually fucking put a band together and want to fucking do this shit, so, um, so anyway, look, Rather than me jabber on. This is a very. Uh, it's going to be a long one. This one, okay, guys. So, um, strap yourself in. Listening parts. Download on. Download on Wi-Fi. Stream it. What are you, a fucking nutter? So anyway, you got fucking unlimited internet. Um. So anyway, um, I'm going to come screaming straight into um our first interview on the podcast, which is David DeSanto from um, <laughs> I nearly said Triptychon, I don't know why. From Vector. Vector are a fucking awesome new school band. Um, you know, new album Terminal Redux, fucking great. Loving it. Um, and seriously, if you haven't checked them out, um, then you're a fucking idiot. Um, you're missing out. You really are. Um, uh, they are a fantastic old school sounding but new school band. Um, and uh, David and I had a right old chat. There's some interesting stuff coming up afterwards. I'll tell you after the interview. This is uh, me and David Santa. Hey, what's up? Hey, man, how are you? How are you? Doing good. How about
1: yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm really good. What? I'm, what was that? You got a dog there. It sounded like a huge crash in the background.
1: Oh, I do have a dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. I um, I, I did an interview with um, uh, Otep Shamaya a few weeks ago, and she's got a whole family. <laughs> so we were, yeah, we we were talking dogs for a good ten minutes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, cool. So um, uh, so anyway, look, uh, nice to meet you. Hi, David. I'm Howard. Nice to meet you. Um, so I'll give you a brief um, resume. I don't know how much you know about like what, um, what this podcast is. The podcast is called Talking Bollocks. Um, uh, my name's Howard Smith, and it's for a website called All About The Rock. Um, and um, I also used to, and now do again, sing in a UK thrash band called Acid Rain. Um, but the rain was spelled R-E-I-G-N. Um, and um, and I we kind of quit. There was a 25 year gap. In that time, I was a stand up comedian, and I've continued to be a stand up comedian. Um, and um, we brought the band back, and I missed you by a day at the Eindhoven Metal Meeting.
1: I yeah, I knew your name looked sounded familiar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that that sounded really bad. That sounded like oh no, not this guy. No no no. <laughs>
1: All good. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, definitely
0: cool, man. All right, cool. Well, um, yeah. So we missed each other by um, by a day at um, uh, Eindhoven. We were in the um, we were in the second stage downstairs. Um, how how was your show?
1: Eindhoven was a blast.
0: I'm uh, uh, oh, sorry. Go on.
1: I keep getting it confused with uh, no. Yeah, that was Nuclear Salt. We met Nuclear Salt. That was fucking amazing. They've been huge. Like. Idols of mine for a long time, and they're all like super awesome, friendly dudes. This yeah,
0: great. yeah, no, they're 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 well, I, t- I I spent probably well, yeah, probably a good year on the road with those guys back in the day. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, we toured with them. Actually, I'm looking at a poster now, it was Nuclear Assault, Dark Angel, Candlemas, and Us.
1: Killer man, <laughs> yeah, ab-
0: absolutely killer. We were bottom of the bill, needless to say, but hey, just along for the ride. <laughs> You know, I mean, we were we were just you know we were just kids, so it was great fun. I mean, you know, they were they they were our um, uh, you know they were our heroes as well. So you know, it was just yeah, it was crazy good. So um, anyway, oh, have you got a guitar there? Are you doodling? Oh, yeah,
1: a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're you're noodling, aren't you? You just can't, you can't, you can't you've just put a new fucking album out and you cannot put that down. <laughs> I can't. Good.
1: It's a, it's a problem I have.
0: It's a good problem to have man, it's a good problem to have Um, Speaking of which, um, I must apologise I haven't listened to um, the whole album yet because Purely because I only got a link uh, a couple of days ago um, And it's been insane, I've been gigging all over the place with my comedy And um, I've only managed to get through uh, Charging the Void and uh, Cygnus Terminal
1: Oh, you son of a bitch! Yeah, <laughs> just kidding,
0: man. no, no, no! What a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, wow, man, I, I just fucking unbelievable. Those just just those two songs. I mean, I, I can't wait to listen to the rest of the album. Um, but the end, the end
1: is uh, it comes to a grand close at the very end. So,
0: uh, right, don't tell me any more than that. No spoilers. Right. <laughs> All right. Um but it uh yeah i mean it it's sounding truly awesome man truly fucking awesome and how long in total did you spend working on this i mean cuz obviously it's been a long time since you you put anything out uh
1: man, yeah i put a lot of my life into this album here
0: um i know exactly what you mean when you say that <laughs>
1: yeah um I mean, there it's been like a five-year gap between Outer Isolation and, and Terminal Redux, and, uh, you know, part of that lull in time was, you know, we moved the band across the states from Arizona to Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, getting new jobs, new friends, stuff like that, so took a little bit of uh, the writing time out, you know, working full-time jobs as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean I, I had the idea of the concept in my head about f- about 4 years ago and um uh, you know I've been playing around with riffs since then so it's it's been a long time in the making
0: It's a, it's a full on old school concept as well um <laughs> I mean I, you know it, it's it when I, I I read the the concept all the way through and I remember just thinking that this like I remember thinking kind of dimension Hatros, nothing face kind of was the last time I read anything like that
1: <laughs> it's pretty wild it's a big a very big idea in the uh the concept itself so it's just a big album in general man it's like seventy seventy five minutes and um yeah big ideas and big album
0: well i got all my um i got all my uh uh, uh the digital access, like I said a couple of days ago, and funnily enough, about thirty minutes ago, I got a confirmation email from uh, Earache that my double vinyl that I've bought is on the way. Ah, so, we appreciate that, man. <laughs> hey, that's all right. That's what that's, that's what the us bands have to do, yeah. Buy each other's shit because no fucker else is. I know. Right? <laughs> it's just like right, okay. We'll just put it out there and it just disappear. No, uh, I mean, I found,
1: I found the first leak or uh, Blake actually found the first leak of the album yesterday. So
0: who I'm surprised fuck? it
1: actually took that long to get out.
0: But who the who the fuck does that? You know, it's I, I it, don't
1: know. It's only out to the press, so there must just be somebody uh sharing it too much, I guess. Well,
0: um, it, I mean, I've only I've I've got I've got one one track download and uh, but the rest is streaming. Um so some so unless somebody's so unless somebody's ripped the stream um, and just put it out there It's weird, it's just kind of it, It's like hacking, people want to do it because they can But it serves no purpose
1: Right
0: <laughs> You know, I think it's just a but, particular mindset Of a particular fucking idiot
1: Yeah, honestly at this point though I mean, yeah. <laughs> we're just glad it's out It's Yeah, it's I, been, I know what you mean Yeah. I so know. much build up to the album release And uh, it's like finally like Okay, it's out there Everyone can take a listen now no more like hiding things or whatever so
0: yeah yeah i know i know listen it it's my listeners are used to you know tuning in and listening to the 46 year old man moaning about technology but you know there you go <laughs> um, it's uh, yes yeah, i mean, it, it's the way it is but funnily enough, it's kind of w- weird actually um i um i only started buying vinyl again um about 2 months ago um i bought a turntable and bought started buying vinyl for the first time in 30 years um and it's really weird and uh, yeah yeah your album is one of the first that I've bought as a, well it's the first album that I've bought pre-release since I bought my uh, my new turntable um it's kind of weird I'm, I'm I'm having a I'm having a really kind of back to my childhood kind of moment <laughs> you know I had the midlife crisis now I'm having a second childhood I think
1: There you go man it's all about getting younger as you grow older
0: yeah exactly benjamin button over here <laughs> So, and you've got to tell me—you've been touring. You've been touring with Voivod. That must have been a a, a dream come true.
1: Ah, that was killer. Um, You know, I'm 32 now, and uh, they've been one of my favorite bands since like my late teens. You know, and um, what a cool experience—just getting to hang out with those guys every day backstage. You know, Uh, Snake. It's like the most ridiculous awesome storyteller. He's got the wildest stories, man. Yeah. Um like he got his like legs caught in a concrete mixer and the way he tells the story, it, he drags it out for like 20 minutes and it's like the most interesting thing you've ever heard.
0: Oh, I've got to um, I've got to ask him about that on the podcast.
1: Definitely do, man. Um he's <laughs> I won't give them all away cuz some of them were I don't know if he said some of them in confidence. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'll find that that's the last time you'll be playing with Voivod. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Uh,
1: Away, you know, he's like the nicest, most down-to-earth guy ever. Uh, Always just trying to help out and just fun to talk with. Uh, Rocky, their new bass player. Super cool guy. Um, He mostly speaks French, though, so... None of us speak French, so right,
2: <laughs> there's a lot no.
1: of, like, high fives and thumbs up around Rocky. Right. Um, Dan, you know... Dan's uh, the Dan's the man. Dan is the man. He, he is the man. He's not, big, yeah, he, the, one of the most talented guitar players I've ever been around, but his, like, uh, music theory knowledge is insane. I mean, for him to, like, be able to go back to Piggy's guitar playing and, and tab out everything... Uh, it's crazy. Um,
0: it, it is, and you know what? Dan was. Uh, I got to hang out with him for um, a few hours. He's friends with um, with my with my bass player, um, so I got to hang out with him for a few hours, and we did it. We did a, a a bit of a a chat for the podcast in some strange cub Cuban bar down in London, and um, uh, and funnily enough, guess whose band came up in the interview? Oh, v- really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, he said how much he fucking hated you guys. Nice. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no 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 um yeah no he was um he was just saying look uh he was saying oh you know um, you know we were talking about voivod's influence and stuff like that and he was like oh there's this band and he, he kept getting he kept forgetting bands names and stuff and he was going and he was like oh there's this band and a really cool band and they've got a great guitarist oh he's like he's Desanto, Desanto, and he's, he's like he knew you and he couldn't remember the name of the band and we were both sat there going uh I don't know, dude. Can't help you. Don't know. Don't know. <laughs> and then, like, ten minutes went by. We changed the conversation. About ten minutes went by, and he suddenly went, "Vector, Vector." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I know. I've got that. Like, you know. I've got all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. I get you." Yeah.
1: So, that, the whole way it happened was kind of like a, an honor, really. Like uh, they had asked us to do a tour back in October through like the end of November of 2015. And we had to decline, which was like the hardest thing in the world for us at oh, the time. Oh man. Uh you know, we had a, all of our European dates uh, set already. Yeah. We we thought we like seriously lost out on a, a huge opportunity you know, and yeah. But then mid tour in Europe they uh contacted us again and they postponed the tour to like February and March and we were like, Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's that,
0: cool. that is that is getting your cake and eating it too, isn't it? Right? Yeah. Absolutely. That is fucking awesome. That was brilliant. And I, I missed you at the Camden Underworld as well because I was I, I was doing my own sort of comedy show that night. So I've still yet to see you guys, but I'm you know, I'll track you down. We'll see you out there on the road sometime. Yeah um, man. That's for Camden,
1: sure. Camden was a madhouse that night.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a nuts gig, isn't it?
1: It was awesome, man. It was so much fun.
0: Yeah, no, we we played there in October, and that was like our first London show for 25 years. And, um, yeah, just fucking, you get such a a cool old-school thrash vibe down there.
1: Yeah, man, just tons of crowd surfing, moshing, it was like people were, (laughs) all the crowd surfers just kept getting funneled, like, right towards my mic stand and my pedals, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Got uh, kicked in the face a couple times. It was great.
0: Oh, that fucking the, the, the mic and the mic into the teeth is the one you gotta watch out for, isn't it? I
1: know, man. I actually chipped my tooth a little bit. You can't really see it too much because it kind of <laughs> chipped in the back, but
0: yeah, that's dead funny. Cause when you were saying that I can, I can, I can just do, I can hear the fact that you're like pointing at your tooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 t- I bring it up.
1: I got to feel it, you know? Yeah, 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 it's
0: yeah. yeah. It's still there. It's still there. Just get down to the dentist, get that filed down. No problem. You know, maybe get it filed into a fang, you know, <laughs> full on metal. That'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, look, I was going to ask you about this. Um, I mean, you know, you you uprooted your life, um, and so did the rest of the band. Um, uh, why, why Philly? Um, what, what, and um, what? You know, we did. You guys have to get out of town. Did you like pull some kind of stunt that you all had to get out of town really quickly? What was the, um, <laughs> you know, you know, what's the story there?
1: Oh man, it's it's a little bit more boring than that, but uh, yeah, right. we're. Well, Phoenix you can you can lie like
0: a... you can lie if you want and make it really entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll edit I'll edit this I'll edit this bit out. That
1: quick, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Like Phoenix is just like a huge suburban sprawl in the middle of the desert, and yeah, we we had enough of that. Um, we had toured the West Coast a bunch. Uh, we always had really great turnouts on the West Coast, and you know we'd only been to the East Coast a couple times. Uh, we had some friends in Philly and we thought it'd be a good home base for, you know, like short little weekend gigs to like, you know, New York City or Baltimore, Maryland, stuff like that. So yeah, I grow the fan base out here a little.
0: And so you all, yeah, I mean, you know, was it, was it, you know, was it a, a joint decision? Um, you know, how, how do you feel about that? Cause it's, it's, you know, as you said, you've got full-time jobs as well. Um, And I mean, that's, and it's a massive move. I mean, presumably you were up, you know, there's, there's a lot of upheaval moving away from family and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. uh, Everyone was really stoked on it except for Eric who, uh, you know, he didn't really want to. Um, and as a matter of fact, he has since moved out of Philly, um, to Salt Lake city of all places, which I, I am confounded by, but. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess, you know, him and his his wife has some family out there. So that's, I think that's why he moved there. Um, So, yeah, we're not really uh, gigging too much locally anymore. Just stick to the tours and stuff like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so presumably that works out. That works out. Okay, you know, it's not like you all have to be in each other's pockets.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a big deal. You know, with the the internet nowadays, we can uh, send back tablature, back and forth or get on skype for new songs and stuff like that so
0: oh man i could really use some tips regarding that i mean we're spread out all over the uk which sounds pathetic right um but yeah we're spread out all over the uk we're trying to write a new album at the moment and it's just you know none of us have had to write write, um with long distance being involved before and we're fucking terrible at it (laughs) Honestly, it took four years for you to get your album out. I think it's going to take us fucking forty years to write a song. song. (laughs) It's 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 just insane, dude. It really is.
1: Uh, Yeah, I don't. The way we do it, or like, I I come up, I basically write a write a whole song out, um, start to finish, uh, and once I'm happy with it, you know, I get it all tabbed out for the rest of the band to look at um send it out to those guys right um once they kind of wrap their heads around it then we'll start you know doing jamming live a little bit with it so uh you know it's pretty much done by the time i send it out but there might be some alterations here and there just depending on what everybody else is kind of inputting like as far as you know blake's drums or frank will put his bass lines in there stuff like that you
0: know yeah yeah
1: um, That's easiest um, for us, but I've never been good at like jamming with people and coming up with ideas on the spot. I, it's always just like gets lost in like stupid blues jams or something. like
0: that. <laughs> Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Um, and speaking of, well, yeah, um, I just to go back to the album for a second. There was, um, bearing in mind, like I said, I'm mean, you heard the first two tracks once. There's some really interesting choral stuff in uh, at the end of charging the void yeah now yeah. that i mean that is just that's really trippy um and it's just not it's not something you know it, it's kind of it's really juxtaposition with the music which i'm presuming is what you wanted to go for
1: yeah well my uh, i don't know where that idea popped into my head maybe it was just came from living in philly and uh, maybe being surrounded by more soul and singers and things like that. I don't really know. But or, me- or, maybe, or maybe, or maybe it was head. Frank.
0: Or maybe it was Frank moving to the home of the Mormons. <laughs> the what? I mean, Salt Lake City. That's where the Mormons are based, isn't it?
1: Oh, jeez, yeah, it is. Yeah. Er- Eric moved there, though.
0: Oh, sorry, Eric. Yeah, getting my names yeah. mixed up. I'm fucking terrible <laughs> at names. I do apologize. But anyway, I interrupted. Sorry.
1: Uh. Yeah, so I don't know the idea of the the OA, Yeah, that little that little line popped in my head, and I was just I thought it'd be the most epic thing we've ever done. And um, we bring back those uh, same vocal elements in recharging the void, and uh, the the middle part has some like super soulful vocals, like something like you know Pink Floyd's like uh, Great Gig in the Sky or something like that. Right, so yeah, it's um, it's a leap, but uh, um, I think it fits quite well.
0: Yeah, I I I kind of couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, hey, wait, hang on a second, what that hell? What's that? <laughs> what? What? You know, being a vocalist myself, I was just kind of like, right, okay, that's well, going to be interesting. It, life.
1: It's it cracked me up. Uh, are you familiar with High Times magazine? I am. Yeah they uh they did a quick little like you know check out this album and uh they, they called the we, grant all right these are female adult female singers here and the in high times they said uh children vocals
0: <laughs> right okay <laughs> like that's Practical a way comment. like that's a way to describe anything
1: yeah, they thought they were like kids doing the it was just so funny. I don't, you know, they're obviously um, uh smoking a lot, I guess over that high time. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could I could just picture you going. I could just picture you going down to a uh uh, you know, a, a, like a primary school or something like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know,
1: with it's hopping our van. Yeah. Some cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just have a listen to this tune. What do you think? <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's that's a bit strange. Um, so you got any uh, any UK dates planned yet?
1: Yeah, I think we're doing like four dates in the UK. Um, we're
0: have they been all... have they been announced yet, or am I being really stupid?
1: I don't know. Um...
0: Oh, great! Let's. I, I love an exclusive. <laughs> um,
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure we're playing Bloodstock.
0: Cool. Um, so are we we're going to right we're going to track you down
1: yeah and then uh we got a couple other shows around that um but basically all of august we're going to be touring through europe so uk is just one of the stops
0: yeah do you know what uh, do you know which day you're playing bloodstock i don't right okay well i'll tell you what due to the miracle of the internet um i am, i'm i'm going to check now because, um, and it better be Saturday, man, because we're headlining the Sophie stage on, on the Saturday.
1: Oh, it'd be great to yeah. meet you. Yeah, it
0: be, be good to hook up and, um, right, let's have a look. Oh, look at this, right. This, the, the, hey, hey, what a great interview this is. Pe- pe- people listening in, it's like, uh, two guys surf the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Worst interview ever. Um, right, okay. Fucking hell. So well, basically, there's three days. There's the Slayer day, there's the Mastodon day, and there's the Twisted Sister day. Um, does that help at all? No, I'm
1: it doesn't. I, I literally know nothing about it, other than our uh, uh, booking agent asked if we wanted to do it. We had a, and we said yeah. So
0: <laughs> oh, you've got you've got to. It's um, it, it it's it is an awesome festival. It really is. It really is. I mean, I know you know. Look, all festivals. Yeah, festivals are cool in general, usually, um, but it's just kind of. You just get the feeling that it's just run by fans. You cool. know, it's yeah, it's it's really really cool. Um, I was there last year um, doing a guest spot with um, uh, with another another old UK thrash band called Reanimator. Um, oh, yeah! And you know what? I can't find you. I can't find you guys on the on the fucking list i think you might have given us an exclusive there
1: maybe maybe uh
0: yeah i don't think it's been announced yet mate (laughs) oops (laughs) it fucking has now um yeah that's great no you're definitely not um yeah so you've (laughs) brilliant (laughs) thanks for the exclusive that's great oh yeah well cool yeah thank you very much thank you
1: (laughs) Hopefully, I don't get in trouble
0: for that. Uh, don't worry, uh, don't worry. No one's li- no one listens to this fucking podcast anyway. Okay, good, good. Yeah, it's just purely, it's just it's, it's purely for me to just like you know uh, chat with bands and make sure that I'm good for guest lists in future. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, speaking that like, obviously, you know, you, you you toured with Voivod. I mean, there's like there's kind of like there's nothing left to do in the musical world now, is there? You've toured with Voivod. That's 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 got to be that's got to be the peak.
1: That was incredible. I mean, if we got a chance to maybe tour with like Destruction or Slayer, then uh, that'd be know, it, then. Then could just die happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I could I would say exactly the same. In, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore you. I had um, uh, Shimer of Desc- Destruction on the podcast um, about eighteen months ago, and uh, it was dead funny because I um, I I was close to joining Destruction after he left. Um, oh really? Yeah, so you
1: were gonna be like his replacement. Uh,
0: yeah, please don't say it like that because it's, it's <laughs> fucking. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you were, were you? <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? Um, yeah, big big boots to fill, man. Um, and uh, yeah, I was dealing with their. Um, I was dealing with the drummer who kind of like taken over uh, running the band. And, um, yeah, and they were talking to my management and we were knocking like stuff backwards and forwards and stuff like that. And I, I, it's so long ago, I don't remember what happened, but you know, it didn't end up happening. That's the main thing. Um, but yeah, how cool would that have been? Um, yeah, I just imagine that just imagine destruction going with an, with a, with an English vocalist. I would, I would have got bottled off stage every night. (laughs) (laughs) I would have been absolutely murdered, but anyway, never mind. Um, uh, what um is, is you um is Earache um put this out in the states as well, or are you on a different label out there? Uh,
1: I know they have a U.S. office. Uh, with our previous albums, uh, I don't want to get this wrong. I believe Century Sorry. Media was doing like the distribution for the states. Yeah, I don't know if it's the, it might be the same for this album. I'm not really sure.
0: Right. Okay. And, um, uh, because obviously you got, you were on the label that got taken over by Earache, weren't you? Something like that? Or they acquired the, the roster yeah. of an old label?
1: Yeah. Our old label is Heavy Artillery. Um, super cool label. Um, and, yeah, uh, they just ran out of money and they, they basically sold their whole back catalog and all their artists. And, uh, I, I guess Eric, you know, Eric bought it, but we were the, kind of the only band they wanted to um,
0: keep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Right, so all your, label <laughs> mates, all your label mates were in the bin.
1: Yeah, they were, <laughs> but it's all good. Like our like our good buddies, you know, Ex Mortis, they were uh, our label mates and also just, like, best friends. Um, they were actually the ones who helped us get on heavy artillery. Um, they were totally stoked to be free and clear and, and, you know, kind of go off on their own.
0: Right. Um,
1: we were, uh, we could have done either way, but, uh, you know, Eric's been, um, pushing our stuff pretty good, so it's all, it all worked out.
0: Cool, cool. Um, I was, I was, uh, watching, I was looking at a message board the other day, and there was people, people were discussing Vector. Um, and there was, there was a lot of people saying that, like, that, you know, you were one of the, um, you're basically one of the leading lights of like the, the new thrash scene, and you you deserve to be much bigger than you are. Um, and there's just a, a lot of love out there, um, and and also you seem you see not just for like the new school, but you seem to have really kind of you've really uh, kind of got a, quite an old school following as well. Um, I I'm, I mean I'm you know I'm I'm speaking from my point of view, but the like amongst my old school friends there everybody knows who vector are everybody's looking forward to the album um i i and, and it's kind of weird because you've you you're bringing something new to the party and there's like a, a lot of the new school of thrash is kind of just a rehashing of what we've heard before
1: right but I um, think
0: what you do is you you're kind of bringing something new to the party and and it's it's, it's really, it's really refreshing. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that's not a conscious move. You you just write what you write. Um, is that the case?
1: Yeah, man. Um, you know, first off, thanks. <laughs> um, no. but yeah, it's, it's ever since the very beginning, um, the whole point of like me starting Vector was just for the pure fact that I wanted, like, there was kind of like a, a void in my musical catalog that i wanted to hear and there weren't like really any bands that were doing exactly what what we're doing so uh kind of just started off as me writing the music that i really wanted to hear and uh yeah it's a soup like a bonus that other people enjoy it and uh yeah what you're saying about the uh like the old schooler you know the older guys that's that's like one of the coolest compliments in the world you know and some like a 50 year old dude who was uh living it in real life back in the day you know listening to all the bands that i really look up to uh if i get a compliment from one of those guys and it's i knew i you know i know i'm doing something right
0: hey hey look i'm i'm 40 i'm 46 i'm nearly fucking there right <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I, and that, that's that's really cool to hear because i think um it you know i know i'm <clears throat> in, in my band you know i i'll I'm, I, you know, I consume a lot of music. I consume a lot of music, and I'm always playing stuff to, um, uh, to other guys in the band. And uh, invariably, you know, a lot of the time it'd be like, hey, do you know what? I've, I've heard that before. You know, nah, I'm not interested. I've heard that before. In fact, Vector is always something that is that is, is challenging and is 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 going to be, you know, going to be original. I mean, the like you said, 77 minute album. Uh,
1: so I think it's 70. Four minutes and twenty something—I don't know. It's right around seventy-five minutes. Yeah,
0: please don't know how many seconds. Please, <laughs> <laughs> that's just too involved. <laughs> um, great. So when's the when's the um, companion movie coming out?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. Do you know anybody in Hollywood? Or
0: um, I know some guys with a camera and a pen a pen. Oh, yeah. is that
1: where all the the graphics are going to come from? No, that
0: no, they're going to help you they're going to help you they're going to help you uh, write a screenplay. Oh. <laughs> Old school style on on paper. <laughs> um I I just think it's um yeah, I think it's awesome that it would be it would be fucking awesome to see and it's the kind of album obviously being a concept that uh demands to be heard all at once now i'm i'm guessing obviously when you first start touring it you're going to have to be playing a a, a set and dropping songs in can oh, you yeah. see further down the line a a whole concept show based on it
1: i would love that yeah and uh you know eventually uh if we get enough money you know for the production i would love to have like to do the the backup singers live on stage wow uh I just think that would be so awesome.
0: Oh um, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think it'd be amazing. That'd be yeah, like yeah, yeah. It'd
1: be cool.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, um, I don't Op- think you know we're not going to be able to do that for the August run in Europe, but yeah, man. That, I think as word gets out, we'll be able to do some bigger and better things with the the live shows.
0: That'd be fucking awesome. Operation Terminal Redux Crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um get yeah get a full on role role play the whole thing that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, some cool graphics going in the background related to each song. It'd be sweet.
0: Yeah, get Voivod to support you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be pretty cool, pretty cool. So what's um so what's um obviously you said you moved all the way from Philly. Did did you did you bring a did you have employment lined up in Philly? Um or was it just kind of like, right Let's just go there and see how things work out.
1: Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we didn't really plan it very well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we just found employment once we got here. Uh, you know, luckily for me, I had done like 15 years of construction with my dad, so I can kind of do anything, uh, that's that was like my first job when i moved to philly just doing a bunch of like remodels and stuff but uh i hate doing it so i started selling guitars shortly after that
0: oh right so so you uh, selling guitars involving what just picking up old ones doing them up and selling them at a profit or just a bit of wheeling and dealing
1: like in a you know a guitar center in a store
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'd, I completely went off somewhere else there, didn't I? You were like, I had you as like this sec- this used guitar kingpin.
1: Oh, yeah, man. Like a basement full of uh, yeah. guitars.
0: And... <laughs> yeah, yeah. you with you, your fucking eBay millionaire.
1: I got like my underground, like, stolen guitar ring happening from my house.
0: Here. Yeah, absolutely. No guitar in Philly moves without DeSanto saying so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I totally got you down as the guitar mafia right okay cool so, so it's right i mean those get that and those kind of those kind of shops along with everything else like you know every kind of music shops are are getting harder and harder to find as well you like you, you were lucky there
1: yeah um yeah it was cool too because you know they'll, they'll let you like go out on the road and tour so yeah they know who they're hiring it worked out
0: yeah, and I guess that's that. That's all part of it. I mean, um, how long you were? Um, uh, how long you were away for the for your European tour? Uh,
1: that one was it was about a month long. And, Not too bad. And what about the one coming up? Um, it'll be like twenty four days, almost a month.
0: Right. Okay. Yes, and 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 like you say, it's just cool to have. It's so important. It's so important. It's like. I, I keep getting questioned in an interview, you know, what, what advice would you give any young band? And it's like, f- find a job where they are cool with you disappearing a lot. You know? Yeah,
1: exactly, because <laughs> you don't want to come back from a tour with not too much money and then, yeah, to no job, because then you're not going to be able to pay your rent.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and yeah, it's um, it sucks, but it's the truth, you know, it's, the, it's just the way it is. Um, so how did you, um, how did you record the, uh, the new album? Was that again, we, I mean, presumably you heavily, you heavily demoed it, um, or was it just straight in? Uh,
1: well, yeah, the way we recorded this album was way different than the other ones. Um, we had, we really had, we had like half the budget for this album,
0: <laughs> right? So, yeah.
1: Um, cause you know, maybe that's part of why heavy artillery went under cause we had a certain amount on our contract, but they would just keep giving us money until the album was done. Uh, Uh, right. Where it's Eric's tight with their funds and, you know, stuck to the contract. And so we were like, we had to get inventive and, um, uh, basically, you know, Eric has uh, logic on his laptop. Right. And we took the, uh. We had all the songs mapped out, um, we did like MIDI drums to start out with to track the guitars. And uh, yeah, we just did like a straight guitar signal into a laptop. Yeah. Um, bass, you know, and we had to, we did the drums uh, and vocals in an actual studio. Um, and then once we had like everything, we sent it all to a guy, our guy who did the two previous albums, his name's Byron Filson and, uh, he lives in Phoenix, um, you know, a whole country away. Yeah. And he ended up, uh, reamping like all the guitars on actual amps from like the raw signals that we recorded. Uh, and that's kind of how we did it, you know, to, to save money. And, uh, but yeah. it, it, it turned out, uh big and nice and it sounds cool Um, yeah it
0: does it sounds awesome it sounds huge
1: but yeah we we spent a good we pretty much demoed each song uh and listened to each song for uh, i don't know we we had every song demoed before we actually went and started really tracking like the final takes yeah um which was cool you know we could go in there fine tune tweak things before you know make sure we're going to be happy with the final product
0: yeah but it's it's like everything is it's like the old boy scout routine you know be prepared if everybody is on the fucking money and you've demoed everything everybody knows where everything should be um that you that's how you have to operate otherwise you will end up going over
1: yeah exactly. it's it's so easy to spend money in the studio when you're recording like <laughs>
0: Yes, you you want
1: to get the best takes you can, and and you just you lose track of time, and yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we recorded our our first new song for quite a few years last year, and um, uh, you know, everybody went in knowing ev- just knowing everything, you know, backwards, um, right. because we were there to do basically record everything in one day. There's only one song, so um, you know, not too much of a push. Um, I mean, I went back, I, I went back, um, a, a couple of weeks later and, and, and did the vocals in a, in a few hours, but it, it makes all the difference. And also, you know, just because something is a hobby doesn't mean you don't treat it like a job.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, man. Um, for, uh, I don't know how to explain it. Like the type of mentality it is to be like a musician it's yeah uh, people always say you know we don't do it for the money and you know that's true for most people most uh artists but it's
0: never been true like,
1: it's like an obsession you know it's like uh it's something you just can't turn off in your brain you just
0: yeah uh, yeah it's, absolutely it's something you have to do i mean um uh, f- for me it's kind of performing full stop you know when i wasn't you know, in a band, I spent I've spent all these years doing comedy, and I still do that. um But I, you know, I kind of knew deep down in my heart of hearts that I was always going to be back out on that stage with the band. And it is, it, it you use the word obsession, it, it, it is an a, an obsession. I mean, you know, I was joking when you were saying, you know, I was saying like, you know, you you sat, you know, you're playing with you playing with your guitar while we're, while we're talking and stuff. But it, but it's true. It's it's kind of like. You know, it, you, you can't put it down. It, that that whole thing is all-encompassing, isn't
1: it? It really is, yeah. I mean, uh, do you see... Not the newest Rocky movie, like uh, Creed or whatever, but the one before it?
0: Rocky Balboa.
1: Rocky Balboa, yeah.
0: Yeah. That...
1: The movie, like, totally, for me, like, captures what... It is to do anything with passion in your life. Yeah, uh, you know that line he's like talking about he's, he's got stuff in the basement still. Like he's talking about his, you know, feelings and his and his stomach and all that. And it's like I don't know. It was uh, it was totally uh, relatable to being a musician. I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very hard to describe to people who have, because it, I guess people who haven't done it, they, they have no frame of reference. You can't, you, you can't compare it to anything in, in, in their lives. So it, it's very, it's very difficult to try and, to try and explain it. Um, it's almost like, it's yes, it's something that is fun and it's great and it but it's not something i choose to do it's something i have to do
1: uh, yeah absolutely man
0: yeah it's um and you know why why else would you be you know trekking around hundreds and hundreds of miles in a van stopping at truck stops in the middle of the night <laughs> you, you
1: it's, know to non musicians man they think like touring is like a dream and it's so much fun and like yeah it's a lot of fun but damn it's like exhausting and it's like a lot of hard work actually yes um it's and it's not it's not like the 80s like crazy Motley Crue parties it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh believe you me mate i was in the 80s it never was when you were ugly thrash bands yeah <laughs> <laughs> It, yeah, it w- it was just, you know, it, you didn't get any girls and if you got girls they looked like guys. So, you know, <laughs> it didn't really make any difference. But yeah, you're right. People even now though, people people still buy into the rock and roll cliche despite the fact they know that the business has massively changed and that, uh, you know, revenues are, are aren't there anymore. People still have that that kind of idea of like we're all out there living the life
1: yeah which is totally not the case yeah (laughs) that's why why every musician you know needs a job when they come home from a tour you know yeah it would be fantastic like in the days of your (laughs) yeah uh if you know i could just spend all day long like writing songs and stuff and i wish i could but can't
0: I know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm glad. I'm glad I got the chance to do it. You know, back when I was a kid. I mean, we you know we did, we did four tours, and we were straight. You know, we were we were on tour buses straight away. We never did a tour that wasn't on a tour bus. And we were yes. like, you, you know, it's just like touring with Nuclear Assault twice, touring with Dark Angel, touring with Exodus, Death Angel, Flotsam and Jetsam, and uh, you know, and I look back now, and I'm like, wow, you know boy did we hit it at the right time yeah definitely i don't, yeah i i mean yeah it, it's exactly that i mean and you know we 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 were able to live off i mean don't get me wrong you know we were, we were kids who were still living at home but we were still able to 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 live off the band for a couple of years um and you know i i look back now i mean and and i'm glad that we fully appreciated it at the time
1: Right, right.
0: You know, it wasn't like we were like, Oh yeah, you know, this is the way it is. We deserve this. We were kids who very much like you, you know, you you were listening to you li we, we basically we played Thrash because we loved it, because we were there when it we, we felt like we were there when it was created and it was our music and so we started playing it and then you know, about thirteen months after paying to see Nuclear Assault in Sheffield, we were playing with Nuclear Assault in Sheffield. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It was fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, I still look back on it now, and it's like you know, come, but coming back this year as well, having people coming up with tears in their eyes, saying, "Oh my god, you made you know, you made us feel like teenagers again." That's just like wow, you know, you know, when you were saying a guy, you know, who's fifty years old, comes up and says, you know, I really like what you do and stuff like that. It's you know, it's fucking cool. I know exactly what you mean. You know, when those people are coming up and going, you know, wow, it was like. It was like the old days. It's, yeah, it's incredible. And that's because that music has that hold on them. You know? Yeah. Th- that, that music is their time of, th- th- that time of their life.
1: There's, yeah. And there's really, there's just something about thrash metal for me that uh, it's so, it's un, like, I can't describe what, like how cool it is. It's the, it's the energy, it's the aggression, like um there's no fakeness to it if that makes sense it's yeah. there's no bullshit and that's that's why i like thrash
0: yeah well it was it was you know stage diving that, that 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 whole that's that for me that describes thrash right there that just sums it up because that's the audience you know using the stage Uh, to do what they do and you and we use the stage to do what we do you know yeah and um we're we're, you know that there's none of this kind of like hey get off my fucking stage man you know (laughs) it's it it, it, we're all in it together
1: exactly it's a community yeah we're all brothers
0: yeah the stage is just an extension of the floor i mean somebody said to me in an interview um uh, does it bother you having, you know, when when the crowd get on stage? I was like, you're fucking joking, aren't you? They paid to get in. They're the ones who deserve to be up there, <laughs> you know? Because yeah, with, without them, there's no fucking gig. We're playing to a big, empty hall.
1: It's bonded by blood.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Cool. Old school reference. <laughs> um, So who were your bands back in the day? Who were, Who was like, you know, the guys that that really sort of did it for you and, and you know, who got you into thrash?
1: Um, it started off, you know, with the basics. Like I think my first thrash album was, uh, you know, my friend, I was like always into, like i had been in a punk for, in my younger teens and stuff. Cool. Right about when I maybe hit 15, somewhere around there, uh, you know, I was like, ah, metal's lame, because it was all, like, new metal at that time, so I just talked a bunch of crap on it. Shit, and, right, okay. Um, You know, the NU metal.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, So I just thought metal was lame, and I, I had no point of reference, really, because uh, the internet wasn't a big thing back then. And, uh, you know, I was like, ah, Metallica sucks, blah, 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 like... And then my friend was like, dude, Metallica, check... Or actually, he didn't even say. He was just like, check this out. And uh, he played me Kill Him All. And I, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't even... I was like, oh, my God, this is like the coolest thing I've ever heard. He was like, this is Metallica. I was like, oh, and my mind was blown. Right. Uh, you know, from there, I got into, like, Slayer and Sepultura. Um, and I noticed, as a pattern, like... Uh, the stuff that I liked were typically like the earlier albums from those bands. Um, yeah, I, I was and-
0: fully expecting you to say "Master of Puppets" was like a, or or "And Justice for All" would have been the would have been your entry, but "Kill 'Em All" that's fucking cool.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what it got to uh, accept the metal train um, from being a punk rock kid, you know.
0: Yeah, but I think I think there's something in that, you know, and I think that's I think that's where you're kind of. That's why even today the old school recognises Vector as having something that is intrinsically valid, as opposed to oh, a lot of other a lot of other thrash bands around where it's like it's, it feels a bit forced. And I think that's because you you came to it in the same order we did. I mean my you know my first Metallica albums Kill 'Em All, your first yeah. Metallica albums Kill 'Em All. For for people like your age, usually the entry level is like you know and Justice for All or Master of Puppets so right. so your journey is is sounds like a very similar one to ours and maybe that's that explains how it's developed over time
1: It really is i mean more extreme versions of punk you know it's
0: yeah absolutely
1: it's crossover they're they're right there next to metal and especially thrash um uh but yeah like the way i got into bands when I was a teenager was I'd, I'd buy an album and like read through the thank yous to see which bands, <laughs> the bands I liked were thanking. And yeah. It's kind of like my music catalog grew back then.
0: Absolutely. Uh, which bands are wearing which t-shirts? On, yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or baseball. it's <laughs> like You're stalker on like the album, like, uh, do, like the album pictures. Yeah. at yeah. All their shirts. trying to just, like For the logos.
0: Yeah. I mean, I swear suicidal tendencies career was built on those fucking baseball caps. <laughs> it's, it's like, and uh, you know, because you saw that baseball, and it's like, God, I've, I've got, I, I, I bought "Suicidal Tendencies" first album on import, mail order, having never heard a note, but they had to be good, you know, because oh, yeah. everybody, <laughs> you know, everyone had the fucking, you know, T-shirt or a or a baseball cap, and I got the album and I put it on, and I was like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. You know, yeah, definitely man. That didn't let me down. Um but yeah, I mean I I, I was the same. I mean, you know, stuff like, you know, stuff like uh, early DRI, um all of that stuff was kicking off. Um and was was that was that still a frame of reference for you when you were getting into thrash stuff like that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh DRI, Cryptic Slaughter.
0: Oh, fucking hell. Those first two albums, killer. Yeah, and
1: Actually, the I found out about Cryptic Slaughter just kind of like I got lucky in a um, buying CDs and I didn't even know who they were, but the it was um, Speak Your Peace. and I just I was like eh, that looks like a pretty sweet album cover. I'll check it out and yeah, loved it and got into you know the other albums, Money Talks and stuff like that. But,
0: oh I mean, um, yeah, I mean I remember the first I remember the first few times hearing that and I was just like this is just this is just too good. Um, and then, and then I kind of like, you know, later on you, you discover there's a whole world of that stuff out there. And, it, and there, 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 was a time where you started seeing, um, you started seeing thrash bands wearing these crossover and hardcore t-shirts and you saw, you know, the crossover and hardcore bands wearing kind of like thrash t-shirts. It's like, right. Okay. The, these two scenes are kind of really intrinsically linked
1: Oh yeah, man. Um, Jeff Hanneman always wearing the Dead Kennedys stuff or sporting it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had Hetfield with Discharge and Cliff Burton with his Misfits shirts and yeah. And yeah, and then there was the Garage Days revisited as well when Metallica did that, and it's like it just it brought in like you know fucking Killing Joke to the table and and you know and uh, Misfits and stuff like that, and it was really kind of like right okay, this is really fucking interesting but i just want I, like i said i'm i just it, it's yeah it's it's just my theory but i'm i'm sure you know your journey sounds similar to an old school thrashers journey as they discovered thrash um
1: yeah, I, like uh, the question comes up a lot about like originality or like stuff like that and um i think i mean you might be onto something like i remember like reading an old interview with uh mill from creator and uh one of his like influences back in the day was like steppenwolf you know (laughs) so uh it was interesting to read that like i almost feel like all the early thrash is just so original and unique like even like the Bay Area scene, within the Bay Area scene, you've got like violence and Forbidden and Exodus, but like all those bands, they sound different from each other. You know, German Thrash. You know, you got Destruction, Creator, Assassin, Sodom. All those bands sound really different from each other. Yeah. Um, and I think you know that's definitely an element in like today's uh, Thrash scene is just. They, they don't really, like, pop out as, like, being original.
0: No, it's, it's a bit homogenized. And
1: I don't know really what the reason is, like... Uh, I don't know, but...
0: Yeah, it's... It, I, think,
1: it, it... I guess it's because maybe they're just trying to be only Thrash, um, rather than, like just exploring where the songs can actually go and not, and kind of like forget the preconceptions about what thrash should or shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. I mean, I see a lot of European um, uh, sort of new wave of thrash and I mean, it's quite clearly it's, it's, it's almost cloning, you know, it's full on tight denim, uh, white high top basketball boots, um, old-school Thrash t-shirt, double denim, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like, well, okay, I get that, but it, it's it's just, it, you know, it's not sustainable. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's
1: you, what I was fearing, like, uh, when the Thrash revivals first started popping up, I was like, damn it, like, I just didn't want it to become a fad, you know? Yeah. Uh, just like a flash in the pan, and then it's gone forever, like... Um, you need like more legit bands out there for a scene to to stay relevant, you know.
0: Yeah, and I and I still and I think I still think it's the old school that is doing that. I mean, you know, um, the new yeah. fl- the new Flotsam and Jetsam that's not out yet is is a fucking great album, um, and it, it you know I, I mean the big four. Let's look at the big four. I mean, three of the big four have just fucking delivered big time you know i mean um uh repentless dystopia and uh for all kings are three fucking great thrash records i agree you know (laughs) Uh, and it's so it's from the top down you know they're the chairman of the board well the chairman of the board haven't got a new album out yet that's coming um but you know, it's uh, it's like a friend of mine, Andrew O'Neill, says. Uh, he says, like, uh, the, yeah, the big four, yeah, the, the big four. There's Metallica, and then there's a real big fucking drop off, <laughs> uh, um, which is kind of true. But yeah, I mean, three of the big four have totally fucking delivered. There's, you know, and I, I still think that you know that that is the kind of, you know, that's that's the um, the measure of the scene is that the you know is that those guys are still putting out. Top quality product. This is not a fad. It's here to stay.
1: Exactly, and uh, yeah, I mean, look at the crowds at all their shows. Still, it's they're packing huge places.
0: Yeah, well, I saw um, I saw the Slayer Anthrax um, show when it rolled through here in um, uh, in December, and Brixton Academy, which is you know five thousand people, sold out. Um, I can't remember it being so fucking packed I mean you could not move um, and it was just an awesome show and you know uh, yes we'd all love it if Jeff was still around but you know Gary is the man to do that yeah. job yeah absolutely you know that was the that <laughs> we got some musical accompaniment there <laughs> you just can't help yourself can you
1: yeah, well, you know, actually, uh, you know, Teropticon, the uh, s- what track is sixth track on our new album. Um, for me, like writing the rest of the songs, it, it really like took forever. Like uh, a lot of like refining and stuff, and then uh, right when Jeff Hanneman uh, passed, like a flood of like emotion, and you know. Just like came over me and, and that's like where Teropticon came from. It's super reminiscent of like Jeff Hanneman's playing style. Ah. Uh, but um uh, yeah, that that song was written in a couple days just because
0: uh, it, was, it was set for me. Hit you um hit you hard too then, man. Did. It. Yeah. Yeah, it hit me where I live. I was yeah. Absolutely woke up in the morning and, and my phone. You know, I switched my phone on. it was just full of messages, and they were all the same and um i I just i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it and i was I was kind of walking to I was walking to work that morning and I was thinking i'm um, like people are going to want to know what's wrong because I'm quite clearly not myself all right and And I started thinking about how the fuck do I explain this? How do I explain to people that I work with that i'm visibly upset and mourning a guy from a band it's it's a level of engagement in music that they they they're just never going to understand right so i thought right okay so i sat down and i decided to write a piece about why it's so important and why it affects us the way it does um and i and and it just came out of me it just flowed out of me and um i posted it on the acid rain facebook page and um and it just went fucking crazy and it was just like lots and lots of people just saying yeah absolutely this this is you know this is exactly why it is and it and it was amazing to see how we were all feeling the same i was lucky enough to be able to put it into words that's a, a skill i have um but it was a it was really it was really cool to know that there were so many people out there feeling the same way. Um, uh, and obviously it affected you in, in, in a, in a kind of, uh, similar yet different way. Yes. It's, it, I mean, it was kind of, yeah. Uh, it was bad. I, I felt bad when, um, when Ronnie Dio died. Um, and that, that was, again, that was a, that was a big one for me because Dio were one of my first kind of metal bands. Um, but when Jeff died, it was kind of like, right, okay, that's, just didn't see it coming.
1: Yeah, I think that was it, man. It was, they were, they had all these like tours and stuff lined up and all this big things happening and it was just like, where did that come from?
0: Yeah, because it was never, it was never like, you know, if Jeff comes back, it was when. Yeah. You know, that was, that was, that was always what, that's the way we thought it was going to be. Um, and yeah, it was a real yeah, it was a real blow. Well, I I, I when I'm listening to that song, I will um, I'll bear that in mind. Si- Silent P then. Yes. Is that is terror. that is that a made up word or is that?
1: I well yeah I guess so I made it up. <laughs> uh, but uh... <laughs> hey,
0: I'm a big fan of made up, up words. Meaning
1: um, Terror, you know like uh, pterodactyl Terror means uh, wing yeah. And an opticon is uh, the inner part of an optic lobe uh, for an insect. So it's kind of like uh, the winged eye brain.
0: (laughs) Well, hey, check out the brains on Dave. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah, not just make... I do have a degree in biology, so... Uh, Really? I got that word from.
0: Ah, that's interesting so um so do you ever have to occasionally justify to your parents why you're not making the most of that degree
1: oh trust me i've i've applied to a lot of biological uh jobs but you know
0: no <laughs> <laughs> yeah presumably uh it, it would be an issue you disappearing for months on end
1: right exactly yeah right in the middle of a research research project uh, i gotta leave for tour
0: yeah, just gotta go play some thrash around Europe. I'll be back in a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that, that's not happening, really, is it? Nah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, look, Dave, it's been um, it's been a real pleasure, man. Been really cool talking to you. Thank you very much for your time. I think um, uh, we, we've believe it or not, we've been uh, we've been jabbering on for over an hour. Wow,
1: that's I impressive. I, I'm actually usually a very quiet person so congratulations on getting something out of me
0: (laughs) really you don't strike me as somebody who's particularly quiet
1: yeah it usually takes me a few beers to start yabbing.
0: really that's that's interesting Uh, uh, is that uh, so it is, is is guitars music your your escape that's how you express yourself
1: yeah it's my voice i'd say yeah
0: and any particular reason why um, uh, the, the, the sci-fi obsession, is that your, is that your kind of, is that your bio biology kind of kick or is it, you know, you just, that's the way you found it, That's where your lyrics live. That's where it comes from.
1: Um, I don't know, man. I think my obsession with sci-fi probably started when I was a kid and my dad basically let me watch, a bunch of movies that most parents wouldn't let their kids watch.
0: <laughs> Get sent to prison
1: for now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh so I have my awesome dad to thank for uh, my obsession with sci-fi and horror movies and stuff.
0: It's it, it it's absolutely, isn't it? It's all the stuff your parents aren't supposed to do but do anyway. That's the fucking good stuff. Yeah, man.
1: That's 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 what makes people creative.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely absolutely and I guess that all comes back to what we were saying earlier about you know when you were saying about um, uh, you know it's not something you want to do it's something that you have to do it's an obsession mm. um, and it, it's, it's exactly that it's cathartic I guess yeah. so um, I, look I, um, I, want to round, I want to round up here um, I just want to say look if you leave it this long for another album I'm coming over to Philadelphia and I'm kicking your fucking ass <laughs> okay
1: uh, been hearing that one a lot so uh, oh really all right
0: okay well uh, yeah well i'll well i'll follow through on it because i'll find you at a fucking festival that we're both playing Shit. all right man. <laughs> i'll hunt you down um uh look david it's been a real pleasure thank you for taking the time out to have a chat i really do appreciate it yeah, um, it's great talking man Cool man, it's really good. And um, I look, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to my uh, my friends at Bloodstock. Um, and if we're on the same day, I'm gonna completely change our um uh, change our itinerary and make sure that we're um uh, we're there to um to see you guys. It'd be really cool to hook up. And um you know just congratulations on the new album. It's fucking wonderful. It's lovely to have a band out there that is of the new school, but but bringing something new to the old school. It really is. Cool appreciate that man. No worries dude. Okay, well look um look after yourself. Take care and um I will see you at a festival somewhere in Europe.
1: Likewise. Okay, see
0: man. See ya. Bye. so there you go that was, um, uh, that was my chat with uh, David and wasn't that cool um, and what was even cooler was at the end of the interview um, I sent him a message and I said um, thanks Dave that was a pleasure and his response was thank you the pleasure was mine I'm a fan of Acid Rain by the way so hopefully I can catch your set at Bloodstock so um, there you go he kept that one quiet so you know when this first podcast first started nobody ever remembered meeting me now, they are fans of the band, uh, they just don't want to say anything, so uh, I, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, I really enjoyed doing it, and um, uh, and so yes, on to Terminal Redux, um, I'm going to play a bit of a track at the end of the podcast, um, I'm not allowed to play a whole track, so I'm just going to play a bit of a track, Um but anyway, um I just wanted to say uh, it's fucking awesome. Absolutely. As he said, 77 minutes. I've got the double blue vinyl cuz I'm a hippie bastard. Um, and um and yeah, it's just uh, it fucking absolutely loving it. It is um it's up there. Uh it's definitely up there. Um albums of the year so far got to be um for all kings, um No Absolute's Prong, um Vector is up there. Um, I mean that's some that's some pretty strong, um, you know, contenders already for album of the year. I have to say, pretty bloody strong. So um, yeah, that's where that's where I'm coming up to middle of the year anyway. Um, and um, uh, right, what else? What else did I want to talk to you guys about? Um, yeah, well, I don't know. Um, no, I do know. Uh, I have. I have. Got some notes, I promise. Um, no, it's just the the. <laughs> I don't want to sound totally anti-Mustaine and anti-Megadeth, but fucking hell, they're onto Soilworks drummer now. Are they just having a drummer per gig? Are they just are they just hiring out a drummer per show? It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, okay, you know, uh, um, this is a this is a, a Megadeth drummer themed. Um, wow, yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if this is in. I'm wondering if this is in poor taste now. Having a go at Megadeth for getting um, uh, getting drummers in all the time when one of their most beloved has just passed away. Um, well, look, even so, for fuck's sake, you can't have a fucking you, you can't just keep changing drummers every gig. Or maybe can you? I don't know. Yeah, obviously you can. I what do I know? What do I know? Absolutely fucking nothing. Hey, other big news coming out. Oh, um, I saw um, Brian Johnson was um, was talking about that he'd had a good run with one of the best but just just a classy guy. Just a fucking classy guy. No drama. No fucking Oh god, can you imagine if ACDC were fucking American. Oh good lord. Sorry, uh Yanks. Americans, lovely people listening. North Americans. Um United Statesians. That's probably uh, is that is <laughs> is that a thing at all? I have fucking completely made that up. I'm well aware of that. Um anyway, um uh yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine the fucking shit show it would be if they'd been American? Oh my god, it would just be a fucking absolute reality TV nightmare disaster with a fucking big black dildo hanging out its ass. Um uh <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um I haven't got my ears around Destruction Under Attack yet, but it's it is getting rave reviews. I mean, rave reviews. Um, on from sites as well that wouldn't normally kind of rave about that kind of thing. Well, i say that kind of thing. By that I mean thrash. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. Definitely gonna have to check that out. Um, and in other news, another major metal news, um, along with uh, Megadeth having a, a drummer per gig, is um. Uh, Sepultura have just released their fourth studio webisode. 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 Fucking hell! What the fuck? Webicide. What's that? Is that when somebody commits suicide on the internet? What the fuck? Webicide. I've I've invented a fucking crime. <laughs> webisode. Brilliant. That's when you kill someone on the internet. There you go. Feel free to use that, folks. Talking bollocks, listeners, please do now. Do as is your duty. Make other people's lives, hell, I mean better. And just roll it out there. Get the use of Webicide out there. <laughs> <laughs> the point of all of this was going to be um, fourth studio webisode for upcoming Sepultura album. And it's just like, Really? Yeah, you've told us four times now, and we still don't care. Is Max back? No. Oh, never mind. Give us a bell. You know when he does. When he when he got yeah yeah. Give us a shout then. All right then. Till then. <laughs> yeah. Really, really not interested. No, no. Thanks. See it. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, right, um, this, uh, this next uh, interview is me and Godless from the um, Metal Sucks podcast. For those of you who listen to that podcast know it, know it well. It's a very good podcast. Um, we have been um, communicating for a while. We've met before. You're going to hear it all in the interview now. Um, and um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, and of course, we don't just talk about metal. This is me and Godless the other day. yeah so let, let's carry on let's carry on our super nerdy techie conversation yeah <laughs> and
2: then and then hitman pro which is like a double check software thing right and then c cleaner is the last one that i use which just like basically cleans the registry cleans out all the cookies and you know all the other bullshit
0: yeah um, well like i said I, I might have to consider that so are you on windows 10 uh, no I <laughs> I'm on, like, depends on my computer.
2: I got, like, my wife's on, like, Windows 7. I think I'm on Windows 7 and the other one's on Windows 8, which Ah, everybody hated Windows 8. I, I don't mind it. Horribly, no. but no. there's there's some quirks to it. But... Well, it
0: well when it went to eight point one, um they got about they got it right. I mean I'm I, I've I eight point one really uh works well on um on a touchscreen. So on my tablet I've left it on eight point one but my PC I've upgraded to, to Windows ten. But uh, anyway, we're sounding like a couple of real fucking nerds. Yeah, here. yeah. It will, this is yeah, again. This, this is not <laughs> the fucking this is not Oh, I've been recording all of this, mate. And, and no, you, no, you don't want to do that. You, nobody wants to hear it. You, you know you know me. I don't fucking edit. <laughs> so um so so anyway, look, um uh, in in the spirit of full disclosure, um to everybody listening as well really um i am um, a big fan of your show big fan of the metal sucks podcast i am um, i often um reference you guys on here um and sometimes i'm behind you on something and sometimes i'm in front of you on something like getting you know various guests and stuff it's it's quite interesting um but uh, uh and we have actually met and we had um we had dinner before uh, the acid rain show in dublin
2: i gotta say i've been looking forward to uh Getting an invitation from you to come on for like two years or whatever it feels like forever. <laughs> so, you know, I, I yeah, it, it, the, the feeling's mutual. I appreciate you saying nice things about the Metal Socks podcast. Thanks.
0: Oh, cool. No, not a pleasure. Uh, it's uh, not a pleasure. No, uh, <laughs> it is a pleasure. Um, well, and, and of course, you, you very um, you very kindly came down and, uh, and bought me dinner at the, the Dublin show, which was very kind of you. It's um, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I was touched. <laughs> you shouldn't be. It wasn't that expensive. <laughs> Uh everything's expensive in Dublin for fuck's sake. Okay, right. Yeah. Well, uh yeah, we well we've started again. So there you go. Um so yeah, anyway, full disclosure, we've done that. Um it's um it, it's it's kind of weird because we uh, our, our sort of uh inverted commas uh relationship. Um began over Twitter, didn't it?
2: Was that where it was? Yeah, probably. I mean, that seems yeah. to be the only way I communicate with other humans at this point. You know, that and Facebook. It's a, the, the, I'm so gung-ho into new technology. It's like, bring it on, you know? The, the moment that they can figure out a way to just, like, upload my consciousness to the internet, boom, I'm there. Forget it, you know? Yeah, right? well,
0: that's a whole two megabytes of the internet taken up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look I, I know where you're steering the conversation and uh, uh no fucking way we'll get there we'll get yeah. there all I'm in the day about how like, all know, in like good any, time
2: anybody could hire me to do just like any job because it doesn't matter what it is that I'm supposedly responsible for doing that I nod my head go yeah I can do that I know how to do that and then I yeah. go and google it well,
0: cool! I, I heard um, I heard that that uh, debate you had with Chuck about bullshit and about and sometimes how like you end up believing your own bullshit. I've, I mean, I've I've embellished a few stories over the years, but to be honest, I don't know the difference between the ones I've embellished and the ones that are a hundred percent accurate. You know, it's it's like so long now. <laughs>
2: it's like big fish, you know. You you think back and it's like, I man, like I don't remember the time I lost my virginity. Because I've got like four or five scenarios that in my head I told so many times to all my friends in high school and stuff like that, you know, that it could be any one of those. It's probably none of them. But who knows? You know?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, um, uh, I'm... I'm thrilled to uh, to have you on the show. It's it's really cool and um and ho- hopefully it won't end up like um like when we met up for dinner because we just basically spent about like 2 hours agreeing with each other and and then and then another 45 minutes agreeing with each other after the show. Um which was which although you 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 do have some um some horrendous pet um, pet loves when it comes to metal. Um Woven War etc um, new album
2: coming soon I can't wait I
0: know you and all of the band's mums are very excited about it <laughs> um, it's fucking bizarre man. Um <laughs> But um, so, how did? Look, I'm interested in finding out because uh, I'm. I, I like I said, I've referenced you. Uh, i referenced you guys uh, uh, um, quite a few times, and I've got a very old school, diehard metal audience, and I know I know a lot of them follow you. In fact, I think if you go onto um, if you if you look at uh, Talking Bollocks on uh, iTunes, um, the recommendations underneath are people who liked this also liked, and um, and yours is one of the podcasts on there. Oh, that's uh, cool. You know, when I was
2: at Bloodstock last year, I ran into like two or three people that. Uh, you know, that listened to the Metal Sucks podcast. And, and every single one of them, you know, I was like, hey, have you guys seen H? <laughs> have you seen him? Yeah, you know, they looking for you the whole time because I didn't have a phone. And they're like, oh, talking bollocks, man, and Acid Rain, yeah. And they're all fans of both. So I can totally see where our circles combine, not to mention the fact that I think in many ways, you know, you and I are kindred spirits. And I can't tell you the number of times where I hear you say something on your podcast and I'm like, Oh, man, I got to use that. I can totally... uh... But I don't because I know that, you know, that, that, you know, I can steal from other people. There are other people that I, <laughs> I do steal from, <laughs> but I only do it from people like from way outside the genre, way yeah. outside the demographics, you know, so that way nobody will be the wiser. You know? uh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Um, and also, um, oh, that's very kind of you to say so. Thank you. But I, also I have, I guess I have a freer range as well because I, you know, I, I'm not saying that, you know, that you guys have got paymasters to Answer to or anything, but but you know, I mean, I have a I have a one hundred percent control of of my podcast. What I say oh, about we who. totally
2: have paymasters. I mean, yeah, big time, yeah. I right. mean, there 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 is the the show that we would have it would probably be well, it would be a lot different, but it would also probably be worse if we didn't have uh you know the people at Metal Sucks trying desperately to keep. Uh, us somewhat aligned with their particular interests. And we're constantly pushing against, uh, um, you know, the whenever we feel a little bit more boxed in, but it's still a box, you know? And, and so it, 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 we still got to fight uh, for, you know, the extra stuff. Sometimes it works out really well. And, you know, the, the, nobody, you know, will uh, uh, ever come to me and say, yeah, yeah, uh, God bless you were right. Uh, but... Right. You know what? Sometimes doesn't go well at all. You know, you just never know. So yeah, yeah, but it's it's
0: also handy to have people to blame for not playing the first Acid Rain (laughs) single for twenty five years, though, isn't it?
2: Oh, dude, it that (laughs) yeah, it's that sort of thing. Yeah, you know, but at the same time, you know, it 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 is very. You're exactly right. It's extremely convenient because. you know, sometimes we do get asked to, you know, from people that are close friends or or whatnot to, to to do something, but it just doesn't fit the show. And when that happens, it's you know, it's it's got. I oh, man, I don't envy you one bit. You know, like Chuck, you know, has got you know his legions of of uh, fans just in Austin that he sees on almost a nightly basis. Cause he's out going to shows every night of the week. And they're always like, Hey man, play my band on your Friday night show. Play my band, play my band. That's all that they, they constantly want. And you know, he's got a real hard time trying to go, well, you know, I only get like two songs I can play. And if you've got a gig, then maybe I'll try to play a local band. But, You know, he's got to keep it to that, otherwise he would lose the audience that he has for his Friday night shows. That's unrelated to acid rain because the acid rain signal a convenience factor to being able to just you know pull a scarecrow from Wizard of Oz, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, I mean, um, you know, thank you very, thank you very much. And I know, you know, I know you'd have you'd have played it if you could have done, and um, you know, I appreciate that. Um, and and speaking speaking of Chuck, I mean, obviously uh, some some listeners will know, some won't, but you you now live in Ireland, and he's still in Austin, Texas. Yeah. So um, uh, although I'd imagine you still go to about the same amount of shows together as you were before. Um, yeah. so
2: actually I, I go to a lot less than I used to and I used
0: to not go very much
2: at all. I mean it's just the less shows come to Dublin than you know, come to Austin. Austin will have three or four metal shows a week and you know around here you know when when you guys came around with Zentrix, it was like a holiday you know it was like everybody came out for that you know yeah but really, you had
0: uh... yeah, but you also had like you had loads of people playing either side of that i mean there was voivod coming through there was megadeth there was a festival the following week or something like that um uh, and and that's what you know that's what all the kids in dublin were saying to us is like jesus you know there would have been more people here but there was, it was just there's you know there's just a ton of shows going on right now are you do you mean to tell me you didn't know about all these shows
2: <laughs> <laughs> well it 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 comes and fits and starts like right now uh, i think the last show that came through was like blank guardian and i, I corrosive conformity were here maybe a week ago or so um and but i don't think that there's another you know i think it's July when Slayer comes through with Anthrax and that's like it, you know. Right. I, uh, they announced a show that's happening in March. I got excited about it and I was so excited. Now I can't remember what it is.
0: Oh, I know um, what it is. I know what it is. It's um, creator Sepultura. Ah, uh, yeah, can't wait for creator. Yeah, that's touring. That's touring. But that, do you know what that? That um, when I when I saw that press release of that tour, I started thinking, fucking hell, this is this is a. This is a real sign of how the business has changed. This is a press release about a tour that is happening in 10 months time. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, the
2: way that musicians are dropping this year, I mean, I guess
0: they got to like tell the bands, hey, you know, there's a reason to live, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Hang on in there. Uh, it's just like, it's, it's, you know, 10 months to sell tickets. It's, it's just fucking, cause I saw the po- I saw probably like you did the, uh, you know, the headline thought like, you know, creator confirmed touring with and I was like, fucking great. I opened up the article. What, what fucking March? Really? Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I you, wow. So that's like getting si- excited about Christmas now.
2: I had to get like I had to like double check that it wasn't like an article from like 2014 <laughs> that you know it yeah. just been recycled or something you know
0: Yeah yeah absolutely um but going off on a complete tangent how did um, so how did you and Chuck um get together how did how did you meet I was producing a festival
2: in Austin it wasn't music related but I was trying to pitch their uh the radio station that he's at on uh Uh, allowing me to advertise on them and and, you know they were interested in taking my money and so uh, during the course of this conversation I'm having with like the program director and the music director and the ad person all this stuff I started like like rabbit holing on carcass for some reason and at a certain point I'm looking across the table and realize that If if I wasn't offering the potential of like thousands of dollars to these people, they would totally have walked away. They're not interested in this conversation whatsoever. Uh, And one of them goes, "Hey, you know, you ever listen to Chuck Show?" And I'm like, "Chuck Show? I don't know. I lived in Austin at that point for you know six seven years, something like that." And um, oh yeah, you should listen to Chuck. He plays metal, and I'm like, "Yeah, but you don't understand. This is like like big. You know, this is like really extreme metal. This isn't like." And, and they're like, no, 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 you, you got to hear Chuck. And, and there was Chuck. And they're like, hey, Chuck, come down. Let me introduce you. And so Chuck and I met and we started talking about Gojira, just all of a sudden it just seemed to click. And so, you know, Chuck is sort of like a local celebrity. So at that point, you know, we became friends and and I started utilizing some of his fame to help promote my my festival and it was very appreciative and, uh, uh, appreciative to him for that. And um, uh, in, in the wake of that, we would, we remained friends and, you know, we kind of would, uh, get together for lunch every once in a while. And it would, you know, I'd take a break from work. And next thing I know, I'd be like two and a half hours later. And we're still like, you know, <laughs> rabbit holing on carcass and Gojira and right. whatever Dave Mustaine said lately. And, and you know, it was, <laughs> it was like, it, it it would be funny and it, it just never ended and the whole thing. And, uh, at a certain point, um, Hopefully this isn't taking too long. Chuck uh, got uh, an HD radio station dedicated to him at NoControlRadio.com. And in the States, he plays 24-7 extreme metal, anything he wants to play. And he was really excited about getting this radio station. This is like four or five years ago. And, uh you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, what you need is you need, you know, a real morning show. It would be an extreme metal morning show. Wouldn't it wouldn't be hilarious, you know? And Chuck kind of takes things a little slowly, you know, like a year later, he's like, hey, man, remember when you mentioned <laughs> that one time at lunch about doing the morning show? Yeah, uh, yeah I think so. And he's like, you want to do it? And I'm like, me? Why would you want me? Wouldn't you want like musicians? You know? You're like, no, 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 we can talk. We got a good rapport. Let's let's give it a shot. Try it. We'll just do it for an hour. We'll just put it online. I'll just put it on my station once a week. And so we just started doing it. And uh uh we we did it weekly for about um oh, about like six months or so until we found like <laughs> it wasn't that we found a rhythm, it was just that we we kind of had a rhythm and it wasn't getting any better, so we might as well just go with what we got. Right. And and so uh, I was like, well, dude, we got to get people to listen to this. At that point, we were getting you know maybe I don't know anywhere between five hundred and a thousand downloads of the show. So um, uh, uh, not including whatever audience we'd get on his on his radio station that we couldn't count. And so I I was like, oh, we got to you know see if we can find a, a website that would distribute what we're doing. And so there was a, web stri- a, a website that that I emailed and they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll be happy to put it up. You know, it's no money involved. Just, you know, get us a bigger audience. And, and the audience didn't yeah. get huger, but it doubled. So that was good. And then I said some stuff that they didn't like. So they dumped us. And then, <laughs> uh, you know, Chuck was all upset. But then he's like, ah, I don't know. But, you know, I met these guys from Metal Sucks uh, at South By last year. Uh let me you know shoot him a note and let him know what we're doing and and so that's kind of uh, eventually what kind of happened with uh us getting on uh to, to metal sucks and uh so we've been there for uh coming up on three years uh uh pretty soon i think
0: yeah I know and it's it's um it, i i I always admire the the dedication because you know you you i don't think you know, knowing what it takes just me to put together a month's episode, uh, I don't think people you know, would, would probably realise the amount of work that goes into a, a weekly show. Because, you know, there's, there's constantly, you know, you're constantly recording interviews, some that are going to be used straight away, some that are going to go into the can that you can afford to just, you know, back off a bit, and maybe use another time. You've got the time difference between the two of you. You're both very busy as it is. Um, so it's kind of like, you've got, you've got to do the interviews. You've, you've got to find the time to do the, uh, to record the show as well. And on a weekly basis, that, that must be, that, that must be like quite a task.
2: Yeah, but it's fun. It's something I look forward to. My wife gets upset all the time because she's like, oh, why aren't we watching the movie that night? Or why aren't we doing this? Why don't we do that? And I'm like, well, cause I'm going to be interviewing, you know, Dave Mustaine, you know, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> cause that's pretty cool. Kirk Hammett is going to be calling that night. So yeah, <laughs> I think that's a pretty good reason to, to stay, you know, to, to, to put off the movie night. Maybe, you know, unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt can wait a night. Okay.
0: You know? <laughs> oh dear. You've got a fucking terrible taste in TV as well. I love it. <laughs> So,
2: so yeah, it's it's cool to, to to you know to get these conversations with people to be able to you know there's people out there who will spend hundreds of dollars or euro or pounds they'll yeah. spend hundreds or more just for the chance to shake the hands of some of these yeah people.
0: absolutely I totally agree I totally agree and
2: so I you know I, I'm I feel so privileged and and at the same time I also like I'm constantly thinking about that when I'm preparing for an interview or when I'm on an interview, you know, what, what is it that people want to know? What, what can, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll get that little fear, like, Oh, I can't ask this question. I can't ask this question, but I got to ask that question because somebody out there would like, you know, give their left nut for the opportunity to ask just that question. I got to respect that, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the um, guy who gave
2: given up his left nut is not going to ask how the tour is going. You know, it's yeah. Do you know, no, yeah, do you know gonna... what?
0: Do you know what? What you've just said there, and I'm, this is going to sound quite frightening, but what you've just said there is incredibly—it's it, it, journalistic integrity. I mean, do. You do like to play the kind of like, oh, I just fucking make it up, and I just kind of you know I'm stupid and just try and have a laugh. But we, what you've actually described there is real journalistic integrity. Is were you aware of that? That you had that.
2: Well, I don't know. I've never put it in those terms, but I do take interviewing very seriously. If that makes sense, like yeah. I, I'm, I'm always uh, looking for uh, books and articles and um, you know even podcasts I'm yeah. trying to dive into uh, the how to get people to share. I practice it. Like um, you know, Chuck will tell you, uh, like. Real quick story. So I I had made my New Year's resolution or whatever you want to call it at one point was how do I get somebody to share something that they haven't shared before? Yeah. Or that they wouldn't share with a stranger as fast as possible. That was like, how do I practice
0: this? Right. Yeah. So can can I just say that is so fucking American? (laughs) I want to go really deep and really emotional, but fucking really quickly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, totally. Well, that that was one of my things. It's like, man, you know, everybody else gets these like 15 minute slots and the PR people like freak out. This is a couple of years ago. PR people would freak out when we go, look, we, we just won't do it if we can't get, if we can't get at least 30 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot of good reasons for that, I think. But you know, 15 minutes we barely get out of the gate. So when some of the PR people would be like, "No, no, you got. It. Look, if you want to talk to so and so, you got to do it in 15 minutes." And it's like, for a while there, I was like, "Well, I got to figure out how to get the good shit in 15 minutes. I don't know. So how do I do it?" So, so we're, Chuck and I are in Florida for the 70,000 tons cruise, right? Yeah. And uh, we get picked up at the airport. That, from the uh, for the shuttle to take us to the hotel and we get into the shuttle van and of course it's it's miami or fort lauderdale it's nothing but old
0: people right yeah and, and i'm not <laughs> yeah. i'm not
2: referring to anvil i'm referring to people who are cruising
0: right <laughs> so like well oh you nearly you nearly referred to anvil cruising i sense a lawsuit <laughs> They were on that cruise,
2: yeah. so we, we. I sit down in this, in this, uh, in this shuttle, and, I, and I'm sitting down next to this really nice old lady, and I immediately go, "All right, here we go. How do I get her to share something that she wouldn't normally share as fast <laughs> as possible?" And I just started asking questions, and you know, looking deep in her eyes, and all that sort of thing. And it, you know, lo and behold, it turns out that she doesn't like her daughter-in-law at all. And because her granddaughter looks a little bit like her daughter-in-law, she really has trouble, like, connecting with her granddaughter as well. And it's like, this is in a shuttle filled with a bunch of old people. She's talking to me, sitting next to Chuck with his huge beard and a black T-shirt. And it was like, wow, this is awesome. And then I look at her husband, and he's looking at his wife like, I I can't believe you – It was like he didn't
0: realize this. Yeah, he's he's hearing that for the first time, thinking, "What's the what the fuck's with this (laughs) guy?"
2: And I'm like, "Oh, gotta go. Here's our hotel, you know." So it was like,
0: uh, you know, their cruise was probably pretty interesting, you know. Yeah, she just she gave up the goods and she spent the rest of the fucking two weeks getting like complete earache from her husband. Saying, "What the
2: fuck?" And it's it's a lot harder, I think, to get somebody who's, like, doing interview after interview after interview after interview all day long to get them to get off their script a little bit, to get them to, like, take a moment, take a deep breath and go, you know what? Let me really think about why, you know, how I want to – instead of thinking about how I want to answer this question so that there's no flack, how can I – really just tell you what i think you know and, and yeah. that sometimes is really really hard to do especially over a phone but you know it, it's always one of my goals is trying to find ways to to yeah get people to to get off script a little bit or be willing to 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 say something
0: well I, I i i agree to a certain extent i but um i i have the luxury of of usually minimum an hour um, and so I just, I, I, let it come because you're just going to, you know, you're going to, ideally you want to get, you want to build a rapport and, and, and get into a conversation with somebody where they actually forget they're in an interview and you're just talking shit. Yeah. Um, and funnily enough, I had that, um, probably, I, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure if it's going to be on the next podcast, if it's going to be, um, actually it probably will be, um, uh, it'll be you and it'll be, uh, David DeSanto from, um, Vector. And um, uh, and we ended up we ended up chatting for over an hour, and right at the end of it, he goes um, he goes you've you've done really well because like I don't talk much. <laughs> I, I was like, what? He goes, yeah, yeah, I, do, I, I don't talk much really, and I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, you've done you've done really well. I was like, okay, that's that's yeah, that's really cool. Um, you know, I, I, and it it it, it was kind of like. I don't know. It was, it was. I want to say like a victory, but do you know what I mean? And when when I came off the call, I was like, oh, "That's totally. that's fucking so cool to have somebody say that." And you just think, I, you know, that is that's that's really cool. I,
2: I, you know, you're one of those people that I listen to the interviews. I think that you've got a leg up in many ways because I think a lot of people that you might interview are already familiar with you from your musician days and, and already respect you. So they, they might see your name on the list or, or as soon as you, you know, introduce yourself to them, they go, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that sort of like allows them, I think, to feel, this is from, you know, whether it really is there or not, but for me, listening to the interviews that you do, I often will hear the musicians kind of go, Oh yeah, or, or 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 I we can hang out. I can hang out with this person because they're just like me, you know. Yeah,
0: I think I, I to be fair. now, I, I I think you're right, and I, I think it's a valid observation that basically it's. Um, uh, I always describe it as that the guard drops a bit because it's a peer to peer interview. They feel like that there's a lot of common ground there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah,
2: I often hear people talk about Mark Maron. I've never really listened to Mark Maron, so I don't know. I saw him do stand up like years ago, years of year upon years ago, and that—that's my only real familiarity. But you know, when you're talking to somebody like a Mark Maron, it is a different conversation. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, w- whether it be you or Jamie Jasta, um, you know, I, w- I think that you guys have like a, a, a an ability to. Um, To to get a different kind of interview than a a lot of us can, and so you know, when when now when we get a lot of um, requests now that we've been doing this for a few years, you know, bands are now on their second cycle, and the PR people are like, "Hey, so and so wants to be back on the show." I'm really resistant to it, but at the same time, sometimes I'm like, "Well, let's give it a shot because." I'm interested in seeing if they will remember that conversation that we had and go, "Oh, cool! You know, yeah. let's let's pick up where we left off."
0: Well, it's funny you should say that because sometimes I hear in your interviews somebody will say, like one of you will mention something from the last time, and you'll hear them go, "Oh, that was you guys! Yeah, I remember." And it was literally like is a light bulb moment, and from there on, the interview kind of changes slightly because they've remembered like what it was. And you know they and, and and they go like they, they remember, "Oh, fucking hell, I really enjoyed that okay and they, and that you you know they just kind of go off at a different angle.
2: Do you find like when you're talking to people that like one of the things that I try to do, and i I'm always listening to see if you do it, but I haven't, but I, have you ever tried like sharing something embarrassing about yourself as a way to get them to kind of chuckle for a moment and then do the same?
0: Um, no, I think, um, uh, I, I think I, 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 it sounds terrible. I really don't think about what I do. I, I just do it. Um, sometimes I'll throw in an observation that I may have made about them or their music or something they just said. Um, I mean, I had a really cool chat with your friend and mine, um, uh, Oh, recently
2: great 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 conversation
0: i love that one. Oh, thank you man thank you uh we it, and yeah we went off on all sorts of tangents and um she's never replied to my email which you know never mind <laughs> gutted but um uh, but if she ever comes over here yeah i'm definitely going to teach her stand up but um but yeah we th- there was a time when i was talking with her where it was just kind of like eh, it was, it was just too, re- you know, we. I really felt like we kind of bonded and, you know, I was open with her right from the outset. I'm kind of doing this interview because no one else wants to, or slash dare, and I'm not that familiar with your work, but I, you know, I admire all of the different things you do. I can recognize that because I do a bunch of different things. And my favorite was yeah. when you're like, and I don't respect chicks in metal. Go! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure so many people were waiting for that. But to be, <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, that I mean, I, when I heard that song Zero off the new album, I was like, I've seriously got a woman in metal that I like.
2: It's one of the uh, best albums of the year, and and uh,
0: yeah,
2: uh, Otep was so cool when when she came on uh, with chuck um geez i'm trying to remember just after she got assaulted she was assaulted and i was like that was awesome we've got to talk to her like now yeah and uh and and so we were able to get it to happen i'm not much for yeah see i'm way into ambulance chasing you know when it comes to interviews i'd (laughs) love to do that but like chuck hates it the the metal sucks guys hate it, you know as soon as somebody does something in the news, I'm trying to figure out a way. How can we get them on? Because now yeah. they're seeing something interesting. I want to hear them. I, I want to hear that. No, you know? absolutely,
0: no I, comp- I completely agree. And I, I, I mean, I, I, again, you know, I, I'm going to accuse you of having journalistic integrity. Um, it's, um, it, but that that is, that is exactly it. It's like, well, you know, look, there's going to be a bunch of press releases from both sides, which, you know, they're all going to be. They're all going to kind of dance around the subject. Um, There's going to be the same quotes on every fucking site. And you will have to read, you know, all you'll do is you have to read both press releases and then try and kind of disseminate the bullshit from either of them and find out what. Why not just fucking speak to somebody who was involved? It was one of the protagonists.
2: Yeah, not to mention that, you know, a band could like, put a note up on Facebook and, oh, you know, we're distancing ourselves from so-and-so, right? But you read that and everybody's like, fuck you, <laughs> you're not distancing yourself from shit, right? Yeah. But then if, if, if that band could, like, con- if you could hear them speak, you know, and hear them talk about the experience and... I'm telling you, that is real. That yeah. is something that's much harder to argue with. That's much harder to deny. And, yeah. you know, I mean, the recently um, uh, interviewing with um, uh, After the Burial, and, you know, they had their uh, a guitarist was either murdered or committed suicide last year. And these oh, guys man. are out with yeah. a new album. That was a great interview, by the way. Uh, thank you, thank you. But there was a moment where... You know, he says, like, somebody put up a sign at their show saying, you know, you know, so I can't remember the oh, name you, of the No,
0: neither can I. But he'd be yeah, proud of you or something like that, yeah, wasn't Yeah, he'd be it?
2: proud of you. And then all of a sudden you could hear the guy just, like, stop.
0: Yeah. And it was like, whoa, this this
2: guy's having a moment over here, you know? Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I now I feel, like, so privileged that he was willing to – I know we didn't like intend it on it, but in a way, you know, it's real easy. Just click a button. You can stop this interview, you know, you yeah. just go away. I no obligations, no harm, no foul, but he didn't, he was like, you know what? It's okay. I'm going, I'm going to, you guys can have that. The world can have that. And I, all yeah. I got is gratitude to somebody who's willing to share it.
0: Well, no, absolutely. And, uh, and I think, I think anybody who's lost somebody who's close to them, um, uh I mean I lost my father um nine months ago at uh, nine months nine years ago and um uh, and and I think whenever you 've lost somebody that is that that close to you um when when you hear that you understand it and you and and you know when i when i heard his heard that interview with him and his his reaction um you know i I completely knew exactly what he was going through you know at that at that you know at that moment which is just all of a sudden you're back there and uh, and it's and it's fucking horrible um, if, the, if there's you know,
2: anybody out there who was like oh i don't know what the rest of the guys did, the, in the band did to him that made him go off the rails but that sucks man i you know and they, and they questioned the the rest of the band or they're like the band should have broken up man they they should uh, justin lowe is his name sorry the yes. guitarist. It, you know well google broken up or, or something or they should be showing him more respect or or whatever. B.S. Yes, you hear people posting on the boards. Oh. Listen to, you listen to that interview, and it's like, okay, yeah, you got me. I'm wrong.
0: You know? Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And it's funny you say you mentioned that because um, I, that's one thing that really fucks me off about about the internet and everything. It's like basically. Everybody is so and it's going to sound rich coming from me, but everybody is so in love with their own fucking opinion, and it is the only one out there and I mean you know again, a bit rich coming from me, and you for that matter um, but um but but it is it's kind of like, oh, you know you know they should do this, they should do that and it and it's like well. Yeah. You know, I mean I've I I, I I to a certain extent, a smaller extent, um you go with acid rain, or you, you, you should crowdfund an album, or you should put another new song out and all that, and it's like fuck you. It's it's not your band. You're not fucking in it. You're not putting any effort into it. You know, and and it just it just it it just absolutely does my brain in when people say with such utter conviction, do you know what I mean, that like you know oh, they, these guys should pack it in or these guys should do this as a tribute as for, for this reason, and it's just it utterly boils my brain that these fucking pricks <laughs> have the nerve to come out with this shit
2: See that that doesn't bother me as much as it bothers you. I love the fact that the world has become this place where people at out out their convictions and to me that I love that so much more than sitting across from a room and you know I'm sitting there with my fly open and I'm drooling and I'm looking at somebody staring at me and I'm wondering gee I wonder what they think about me well you, you know, re- so really you really, when I hear
0: it. you really with that description you really took me back to meeting you in Dublin <laughs> um, <laughs> so, frightening thanks for that mental image um, yeah, I, I, I had never looked at it like that and, um, and, um, I, I completely disagree, but that is a, you know, <laughs> but no, but it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's, it's a, it's a valid point of view. I mean, um, funnily enough, we're, you know, we're, we're, we're both having a, you know, a, a discourse here, um, uh, which is, which is, you know, part of what I was complaining about, but, I, but ultimately, um, it, I, I guess it's just, it, it's just these, you know, comment boards where you know every where 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 people are so fucking you know entrenched in their opinions and and so sure they're right do you know what i mean uh yeah. I, I, and that absolutely kills me that really does it's like i'm i'm sure i've um i've mentioned it on the well i've mentioned it on the podcast a few times when i was arguing with a guy that like a guy said he was looking forward to the new sacred rike album and i was like no there isn't one there's not going to be one and he posted a link to a youtube clip saying um uh, 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 are you sure and the YouTube clip was titled Phil Rudd on New Sacred Reich album and then when you play the clip the guy says so what are the chances of a New Sacred Reich album and he says uh, fucking zero absolutely no way but this fucking dick has just taken the clickbait of the title and is and, and such a fan of Sacred Reich he's not even played the fucking interview you know to see what his hero Phil has got to say about this new album that's never being recorded
2: but at the same time I mean
0: oh you oh you're going to stick up for the prick now aren't no, you
2: No no I'm not I'm going to I'm going to go down like a, a, a you know a bit of a uh another little alley it's just I you know I always hear from people who are like oh man it'd be so great if so and so reunited and put out an album but when they actually put out an album that's any good it's so rare that it's sort of like, you know what? I'd rather they just get together and play the old stuff. You yeah, know? All, yeah. All right.
0: Fine, all right. I, I take your fucking point. All right. <laughs> we won't, we won't write a new album. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, uh, yeah. Well, yes. Um, I, I agree to a certain extent. I think Soundgarden of, uh, Soundgarden came back and released a great album. Um, and, um, I, I bailed
2: from them on Black Hole Sun. So well,
0: back. Uh, um, Megadeth, the reformed Megadeth with only uh, two original mem- members, <laughs> um, have have produced a, a, a great out What do you think to a Dystopia? Do you like it? Uh,
2: to be honest, I think I've listened to Super Collider more oh, than Dystopia. Fuck but, but the only reason was that Super Collider was so bad oh. that I couldn't believe it, and I kept on yeah. going back, going, "Wait, wait there's got to be something here that I'm missing." And oh, it wasn't.
0: You, you you fucking this is absolute this is an absolute gift i'm sorry i am just uh um uh, and this is going to lead into something you want to talk about anyway so um uh what i've got i'm i'm just rummaging through my um uh, my new vinyl collection <laughs> <laughs> but um uh i i have got some friends at uh, universal and some friends at um uh at um uh sony as well and they they, they very kindly sent me um sent me vinyl and one of them sent me limited edition uh, vinyl of Super Collider with a free seven inch with two extra tracks on it.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I was just like, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> the one album uh, by Megadeth that I would just steer wildly away from Um <laughs> So, uh, so I'm I'm gonna make it into I'm gonna make it into some ashtrays, maybe, or um, or just some modern art of some kind.
2: I don't know. There, I still like to think that there's there's some sort of value in that. In that, i to me, that album felt like Dave Mustaine was so interested in getting onto rock radio. He wanted a disturbed album. You know, he wanted. To get on the Tonight Show, he wanted that big success again. That he was willing to like just like strip everything away and just have like a rock album, and but it just didn't work.
0: But the his thing voice is,
2: doesn't work. Yeah, and no,
0: I, look, I, I but the thing is, I read his autobiography not long before Super Collider came out, and he's and, and basically what he turned around and did with Super Collider was all the mistakes that he admitted that he made on euthanasia. And it was like, you've just written your autobiography. Have you forgotten what we well, probably has, let's face it? It's fucking drug-addled brain. I'm surprised he can remember whether to turn up to a gig or not. Um, and I have to say, they are the only band that I have seen for a long time. Did you see they um, they debuted an, uh, a new track of Dystopia with no vocals? Hmm. I mean, who the fuck does that? It's I mean, true. you either do the song or you don't do the song. You don't do half the song. Um, But anyway, yeah, um, you know, he'd he'd clearly written about all these mistakes he'd made about the songwriting process and all the rest of it. Um, And then turned around and and basically released, you know, Euthanasia 2, except worse. And whoever thought that sentence would see the light of day? (laughs) (laughs) The fucking hell. Well, having Chris Adler on
2: drums was a huge i mean just that's inspired idea you know and having an uh, having
0: a Megadeth fan in the band is it it, it, it yeah. was was the big difference for me i think
2: yeah yeah it, it, he you know adler has a, a very unique sound to his drumming and you know seeing them live here in uh in dublin and hearing him do holy wars i mean that song has never been heavier never been heavier
0: than, what what were mustangs vocals like live
2: uh good but you know it's dublin I, I don't know that he's like putting everything into it <laughs> he's not playing new york city you know he's not playing L- london you know
0: <laughs> yeah okay fair enough i, I you know I'll, I'll take that i'll take that i mean um it, it, oh by the way uh, the new album dystopia there's a song on there called uh, post american world i'm not sure if you're aware of it um I, I don't suppose you happen to digest it or digest the lyrics at all
2: have to I'll have to check that out. I got it. Uh, I got it queued up here on uh, Spotify, so I'm good to go.
0: All right. Well, well. Actually, hang on, hang on, because uh, you're going to hate this. I've actually um, the same the same friend at label actually sent me Dystopia very recently uh, on vinyl. Yep yeah, that's right. And I'm using the massive, awesome lyric sheet that you get with it, which of course you don't get with an MP3. Um, that um, here we go. Right. Okay. It, I'll tell you what I've got a real uh, problem with. Um, is the chorus, okay? Uh, The planets became one big spinning disaster. If you don't like where we're going, then you won't like what's coming next. What will we look like in a post-American world? Why cower to all those who oppose the American world? When when you walk away from that which makes you strong, you only fool yourself. Um, Basically what he's saying is, the entire world can fuck off and America should be allowed to do what it wants.
2: Oh man, it's hard for me to to do anything, but you know, put palm to forehead, considering that yeah. you know the, the the thing I did with my life as a result of, in a large part, what I my disagreement with politics. That was
0: long before Donald Trump got into the race, you know. But it's just, it's a facepalm moment. I mean, it's just you you read that and you just think you you are just the epitome of fucking ignorance. You know, it's people like you that don't realize that, you know what, the rest of the world is bigger than you. You would you know?
2: think he's a guy who's, you know, spent much of his life like going to countries all over the world. When you hear ideas like that, usually in the States, it's from, and this is the majority of people in the States, people who have barely left their own town, yeah. let alone the country. They don't yeah. know you know, they 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 go to, you know, Mexico or Costa Rica, but they're going to stay on, you know, in the Hilton, you know, and, and by the pool. They're not going to go out and actually meet people, you know. Yeah. So they have no idea. They can go back to their friends and go, oh, yeah, we went to Jamaica. Uh, no, you haven't been to Jamaica until you've been mugged in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, it reminds me of um, of way back in the day when, um, uh, when Mustaine came out. They were going to play Holy Wars in Dublin. And he said, this is for the cause. And and it caused massive problems. I mean, it was a huge fucking news story back in the day. Um, it was just another prime example of the uh, you know of, of Mustaine's ignorance. But this is what I always say, you know, you know whenever whenever you know somebody who's slightly older does something dickish, and you get people turning around and saying, well, you know, but you'd think you know he's he's a little bit older, you'd, you'd think he'd know better, blah, blah. And it's like no, it just it it proves what I've always said, which is dicks are 20 year old dicks become 40 year old dicks become 60 year old dicks become 70 year old dicks hopefully fucking die dicks you know very few people actually develop the consciousness to go do you know what i'm actually a fucking dick
2: (laughs) i had a conversation with a guy uh, a couple weeks ago and i think he ran screaming from the conversation because i was basically putting forth the idea that like the previous generations to us are all assholes like almost all of them right and so as each day some of them die off are their kids and their grandkids who for whatever reason they made into actually relatively good people are taking over that's why the marriage referendum passes in Ireland it's why gay marriage becomes law in the United States it's why you know people are so upset with you know, warmongers, you know, uh, uh, leading their countries, you know, and, but it's also why more and more people over the age of 55, 60, 65 especially, just need to die and and, <laughs> and let, leave the world to the rest of us or, or stop voting, you know.
0: Yeah, but hang on. You're, you're, hang on. You, you're going to be you're going to be 60 in a couple of years, you yeah. know, um, uh, you know, I, I don't want you to con- I don't want you to condemn yourself to an early grave.
2: What was that line from Woodstock? Something like, don't trust anyone over 25 or something, else, something oh, like that. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Now
0: you're going back. <laughs>
2: they, they, I mean, they had the right idea. That was about 40 years ago. That's about, yeah, you probably shouldn't trust anybody over 65. That's That, that's, you're still, that comment is still valid to that generation.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there there is a lot of truth in what you say. I mean, uh, uh, I think, you know, old, older generations can't help but hang on to some... Prejudices, even though they know they make absolutely no sense,
2: yeah
0: yeah, and they're like they, but they but they've held on to this belief for so long that it's now well yeah well you know we'll fuck the facts. You know, fuck, yeah. fuck them. Um,
2: and, and now they're just scared, just scared out of their minds that they're going to wake up tomorrow morning and they're not going to recognize the world around them. Oh, they're going to well, wake
0: up tomorrow morning and they're going to be, uh, and they're going to be gay, mugged, <laughs> AIDS, hey, HIV positive. Um, they're going to have lesbian children. They're going you know, mean, to, you know, they're going to get shot at, um, you know, people. It, it, it's, yeah, it, it, I, I think, you know, the, the older you get, uh, well, let's face it: the the world is not for the old. It's, it really isn't. That's. I heard.
2: I heard a great interview with D Snyder of Twisted Sister. This is like ten, fifteen years ago. Or
0: did you? Ca- right. By the way, just a little insert. Did you catch his podcast at all? Did, did I catch his podcast? Yeah, I have not listened to it. No. Right. Okay. Look it up. Snyder comments. Yeah. It, it only I ran, it exists. Yeah. Well, no, it's got. It's done. It ran for about six months, oh. and it's done. Oh, you're um, okay. no but it's certainly one to uh to download and get in uh, get in the bank for a rainy day
2: all right cool cool but this interview like 10 15 years ago he's talking about the twisted sister reunion and he was saying that like he said to the rest of the guys in the band get in shape you have to get in shape yeah we're gonna go up on stage we have to look like we're 25 again because yeah. everybody in that audience while we're performing has to be able to forget the fact that they're as old as we are and think for themselves, they are 25 again.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think the same thing sort of applies to politics. I think that by holding on to some of these old prejudices and these old ideas as to what, how much better things were in the past, really all that is, is a way to, that old people try desperately to cling to this this memory of their youth the, this idea that they have not grown old and irrelevant but yeah it, it, it's self uh, it, it's self um confirming the more that you cling to that stuff the more you do become irrelevant
0: absolutely and i think you know i uh, i mean you, you're pushing against an open door with me because i'm a big fan of d schneider and um and the podcast is great by the way um it, it's great he's like he's like um he, he's like a successful version of me um when Uh,
2: i when i was a teenager and i was doing radio right i had a metal show and you know all that stuff and i got to interview just a handful of artists one of them was Kronos. one of them was (laughs) was d snyder can i just
0: can i just say that's the one and only time in the world that Kronos has been described as an artist (laughs) (laughs) yeah fuck me instead of just like yeah whatever
2: D. Snyder gets on the phone and That's he was awesome. promoting his Widder, Widowmaker band. You know, it's his postage, Twisted Sister.
0: And oh, everything. man. Right. OK. So he was just grateful to be doing an interview. I
2: I guess so, because, you know, here I am, just this pipsqueak kid. I'd done all my research on the PMRC and all the stuff that he'd done with there. You know, I, of course, you know, I, as a kid, I'd worn the blonde wig and the makeup and stuff and lip sync to we're not going to take it, you know. Um, so I, I'm just like, like you know, so starstruck on the phone and D talked to me like it was the most important interview in the history of mankind. Yeah. And I, I yeah. wish I had that tape. I just wish I had that tape. Cause it, it was, it was just an awesome experience for me because, you know, this, it, it's sort of the same way that, you know, D says that, you know, he needs to convince everybody that they're 25 again. He did the same thing for me as a pipsqueak kid, you know, yeah, I need to convince this kid. This is the most important interview in the world. And you know, is he making money off of that? No, probably not. How many albums did I sell for Widowmaker? Not enough, obviously. You know, but you know, he he, he it it was it was awesome because he made a lifelong fan out of me. I was already going to be a lifelong fan, but you know, beyond that, he, he, the dude just didn't stop talking. It was like an hour and a half or something. I mean, I barely had any questions for him, but it just ended up being a really cool conversation and. Oh, man, I'll just never forget that. And I look forward to the day to be able to interview him again.
0: Oh, I'd love to. I mean, but he, look he's the consummate professional. I mean, you know, he's a bit like, it's like you never hear a bad interview with Tom Hanks. You know, you never hear a bad interview with, with D. Schneider. It is always, you know, it, it, he's always there, focused. He's in the moment. He's present and... And, and he's he's you know he's on the money uh, and thank you very much for giving our my listeners a little window into your um in, into your um wig wearing teen years <laughs> i didn't wear a wig as a, as a teenager but yeah oh, pre-teens you're gonna go there now are you <laughs> jesus fucking christ this is turning into a weird podcast <laughs> um but,
2: but you know what i think it is is that d like willing to be honest he's obviously intelligent he's obviously interesting But he's interesting, I think, because he's willing to be honest. And fortunately, I don't get the impression that, you know, the idea that that, uh, you know, Prince was a drug addled, uh, um, you know, douche who deserved what he got is is a thought that even occurs to D, you know. So when Gene Simmons is honest, sometimes that isn't the best thing. But when D is honest, you know, it's oh, I, I never get the feeling that he's like got that much awful to say i mean he's he's got a, a a focus and a drive and um you know he's very determined about what it is that he wants and and if you're in the way be prepared he's gonna run you over but he's gonna tell you where he's going before he's doing it if you're still standing there then that's your fault you know
0: well no, absolutely and i think um i mean i i say it all the time you know you can't beat honesty you you just cannot beat it i mean i'm i'm I I think I think if there's anything hopefully that that um that comes across in in my podcast is that you know I, you, you may completely disagree with me but uh, what I you know I, it's honesty I'm, I'm I'm being honest and it's funny you should mention um, the 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 king of bullshit Gene Simmons um, of course being in America's biggest uh, stain great. of a band in the, the great fucking Jesus. planet a stain on the fabric of heavy metal because they're not heavy metal. They never have been. They're barely a rock band. They did a disco album. Fucking hell. You do a disco album. You're out. Everything after that. I'm sorry. Is artistically fucking void. You can't just completely. They they redeemed
2: themselves with the elder album,
0: dude. Mate. The only thing that they've brought to metal is the merchandising of metal, the commercialization of metal. Um, uh, You know, kiss. Basically if kiss were around now. Oh, fuck me. no, they fucking still are. Jesus yeah. Christ! I bet you. The closest thing to kiss right now? Baby Metal.
2: Live in Live in Vegas DVD comes out soon.
0: Oh, I can't wait for the Dead in Vegas.
2: My tenth. I can't wait uh, for that
0: DVD. My
2: tenth wedding anniversary. I'll get
0: the. Uh, I'll get you the Blu-ray by the way, because they've replaced <laughs> DVDs.
2: Please, but I need a U.S. Uh, uh, you know zone or whatever.
0: <laughs> no, you <laughs> live in Ireland now. For fuck's sake, I, deal no, with but it. I'm
2: not buying another DVD player. I'm streaming <laughs> everything now.
0: You tight fucker. <laughs> but dude, dude, like
2: like my tenth wedding anniversary. My wife and I got remarried in
0: the hotter than
2: hell wedding oh, camp in Las God. Vegas.
0: Oh, I've I've now lost all respect for your uh, wife you... as well. I'm sorry about that. <laughs>
2: Uh, two days before Christmas I'm running around Vegas trying to find a Paul Stanley impersonator, man. It was so great. Oh, oh.
0: What, there wasn't one on every street corner? No. Not. <laughs> Do you know the the best thing about KISS? The best thing about KISS? Let's put the X and sex? No. Ramstein. That's the best thing about Kiss. Cause without Ramstein without KISS, I'll give you, there'll be no Ramstein, but so, so that just about makes up for it. But everything they've recorded can just be flushed down the collective heavy metal toilet. Man, and I've just... got
2: everything they've ever done And the Asylum and Animalize records Are uh, the, the sweet spot in their artistic but you, career But you
0: don't and... have everything they've ever done Because you don't have the lunchbox The pinball machine The nappies The wristwatch The fucking hair dye the Everything else that they've ever manufactured In their entire career
2: I used to have the Playform set though
0: That, that was... <laughs> Have you at some point in your life had a kiss costume?
2: Uh, uh, no, but <laughs> uh, I made when my kid was like four, we dressed him up like Peter Chris. Oh,
0: uh, cha- yeah, call the fucking child services. <laughs> she, have that kid put into care. That is uh, That's outrageous behavior.
2: I, I gotta say, I'll just say it. One of the greatest live shows I've ever seen. No, hey, no I don't movie. doubt
0: it. Put some headphones on. Uh, with some decent tunes on, and watch the show. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's bearable.
2: Love Gun is still one of the all-time great songs.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, just yeah, yeah. Don't you mean suck my love pump?
2: <laughs> That's the final time
0: version. <laughs> oh, same band. You see. <laughs> Yeah, I, I we're, we're, well, we we're, we're not going to agree on Kiss, but uh, and, and something else we're not going to be, uh, agree on. And I know, I know this is playing right to you because you you chomping at the bit to get at me on this. Um, obviously, you must have been shocked if you've played the pod. Did you play the podcast where I announced right at the beginning that I started buying vinyl again? Yeah, I
2: sure
0: I, did. I, yeah, because you you were
2: somebody was fixing something for your or you they, you were fixing something for them, they paid you with a record player or something like no, that?
0: No, 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 I, I, I fixed a friend, I set up a friend's turntable and I, and I just, I put a record on and just the action of putting the needle on and I was like, oh fuck, fuck me, this is great, I'm really enjoying this and uh, and yeah, so I know I, I bought a turntable um, so anyway, yeah, uh, obviously you've you had a you had a go at Chuck the other week on the um, on the podcast for him playing vinyl, and you were in your in your element and and you cheeky fucker, you were Instagramming me before this interview. You didn't not even me. You tagged my whole band who were all who were all sitting there going, "What the I, fuck's this I about?" Cu-
2: I couldn't find the Talking Bullocks uh, Instagram. I can't believe I'm not following you on Instagram. I- so I was like, "What the."
0: I, hall, where how do I find it? How, oh, how, how on how one hard. I commented on the Instagram post, right, it's, good, it's good. my personal Instagram, um, account, that's what you, <laughs> that's what, that's what you missed, um, so for anyway, guys listening in, um, yeah, uh, godless sakes, vinyl, a bit like I used to, and, um, he, uh, you know until I saw the light and um, he Instagrammed and t- tagged the whole band in saying like oh you know this is back in the day when vinyl was popular or something like that and it's a picture of, like a horse and cart. Um, but I, I dude I, I it, it's uh, there's a big I, as I said before there's a big hole in your argument. Do you want to know what it is?
2: I <laughs> I can't believe that there is, but I'm curious. Yeah yeah right?
0: okay. I, I admire your hutzpah, and 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 I like I like the way you come at it because it's exactly what I was saying up until about uh, two months ago. Um, but the argument that you're, the where you're coming from is the either or argument, because funnily enough, I don't carry the turntable around with me when I want to listen to music when I'm moving when I'm on the go. Um, so all of my music is on my phone. Um, I've just swapped out my phone, um, and it's new, it's new LG um, G5, and it has modules that you can put on the bottom. And I've spent a fair bit of money on adding a DAC amp and converter, which you, which you actually fit onto the bottom of the phone. It basically has lossless amplified, crystal clear digital music. I have FLAC files on my phone. It is the ultimate musical. Mobile device that you can get for a mobile phone knocks all other phones music capabilities into the fucking dirt So I've got that on the technological side, and then when I'm at home, do you know what? I put the vinyl on and I've got all of the artwork. I've got everything that goes with it um, And I don't have to have my phone plugged into my stereo be listening to a tune and suddenly get a fucking uh, Volume a thousand suddenly have my ringtone going off or something like that. So you know there's, it's best of both worlds. Best yeah, of both worlds.
2: You know, I I think you're you're absolutely right. You know, sometimes I wake up in the morning and yeah. I gotta go. To, I gotta go to a client. I I get in the car and I go. But other days, you know, I feel like you know what? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the horse and buggy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could still you could try and make that that historical argument. It's 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 rapidly falling apart. What, what um, else
2: in your life, like in any way, shape, or form? What else? Have you ever gone back and done it the way you used to do it? Like decades ago?
0: Uh, was sex? In what way? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that sounds like a big
0: swing. Yeah, hey, hey, I like what you did there. Well done. Uh, no, I'm, I'm purely full of shit there. Um, that's, hey. That doesn't mean that it's not valid in one case. It's exception proves the rule, my friend.
2: I'm just, I'm just curious because I can't think of a single thing in my life where, I, especially something that annoyed the living fuck out of me when it was the only option that was available. Um,
0: okay, okay, I've, I've got, I've gone back to, um, I've gone back to seventies porn. I've gone, I've gone through the whole gone through the whole gamut of gonzo and dick slapping and gagging and all that shit that goes on mm-hmm. and i i've got so fucking uh just turned off by modern porn that i am now back um watching 70s porn which is it's fucking great you know they pretend to be in love and everything
2: yeah I, it's funny cuz i was uh uh scrolling through some like early 90s porn recently but i didn't it didn't really work for me although the old Rocco Sofredi will never get old you know yeah. <laughs> That stuff's great.
0: And that guy that guy that guy is a fucking genius. And is I, a genius. I, I do you know what? I um I w I can't remember how I had this conversation, but I was talking to a friend of mine who's a lesbian and she was saying um uh, and uh, we ended up talking about porn I I think I mentioned Rocco or something like that. And she was like, Do you know what? Even I'd like to get fucked by that guy.
2: Yeah.
0: And I was just like, Right, there you go. That's you know, He's my—he's officially my hero. But but
2: this is the thing. I mean, if you, for anybody who's not familiar with Rocco Sofredi, this is a little off topic. But
0: <laughs> no, he's—he's damn on topic.
2: <laughs> see, the guy is—he obviously was very, very talented, very well endowed. You know, a reasonably good-looking guy. He had everything going for him that direction, right? But he changed the game, and yeah. for, for us who watched uh porn in the early nineties. At least as much as I did it was like it was interesting to see him grow as an artist because in the you know in the early uh times he would appear, it was like you know when, when they brought him to the states the first time, and I think it was like John Stagliano and some of these guys brought him in, you know he was just another stud, and the girls yeah. seemed to like him, but then, as time wore on, it was like he was became he really,
0: became a lead sh- actor
2: well beyond that, he was changing how. Yep. Uh, the scenes were constructed, yep. how they would be orchestrated and, and coordinated the things that were allowed to happen, what would be considered okay and what's not okay. He was pushing boundaries and, and, and trying new things all the time and it was really interesting to see how you know it, for it, it just goes to show that you can, you can look at something that people do well some of us only once a month or so, but people <laughs> do a lot. And and somebody can come along and go. I'm gonna change it a little bit. I can move something. Something can happen here, and you can retweak it. And you know, it's interesting hearing you say I'm going back to '70s porn because I'm bored of the new stuff. I think right now, what porn needs in some uh, in, in in a great way is a new way of looking at how it's done. They need yeah. another artist, yeah. just like it, it needs like to that. change
0: direction because it's got it's got, all got very samey. Um, yeah. And and funnily enough, it, 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 I mean, it's funny you saying that this was this was off topic. But as I was listening to you talk, there, I was thinking, do you know what? People could drop into the podcast at this point and they could hear us talking, and they would think they'd be waiting, to say, "Fuck me, I can't wait to hear who this band is that he's talking about." <laughs> you know, um, because because it, it, it's the same rule, which is because when you were talking about it, like he came in and he changed it and he's doing it, and it's like what he did was. He did, he just did what he wanted to do. And I think this is the whole point. This is what people sometimes don't get from the outside looking in. I think that the the, the real good stuff comes from when you just fucking do something that you want to do, that you're just honest with yourself about. And you don't give a shit. You don't think about how it's going to react in the outside world. You don't think, oh, are people going to die like this? You don't think, oh, you just fucking do it. You just yeah. do it and see what happens and well, something even, happens or nothing if, happens.
2: Even if it's like, I, I, this, I'm just going to do it because this is what I want to do. Even if you're like, I'm just going to do it because I don't think it's been done before. That yeah. can yeah. turn into something awesome too.
0: Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I, you know, look, I, I, you know, you do your podcast the way you do it. I do the way mine, the way I do it. I mean, when I started doing this, I am purely doing it for me. And I, I, you know, I I didn't care if I had fucking five listeners, 5,000 or 50,000. Ultimately, um, I, you know, the way I do this hasn't changed. I still enjoy it. And you have to do things for yourself.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't do what I do without Jack. You know, it's, yeah, I've tried doing solo stuff and it just doesn't work. Uh, but real quick to retrace steps real quick. I got to yeah, make yeah, sure go. that plug Sasha gray. Cause Sasha, Grey. Oh hell which, yeah. She did an awesome job of, of flipping the tables, doing what Rocco did. And then yeah. but but from the female point of view, which is fantastic and, and revolutionary as well. I, I the the world needs more Sasha Gray and more Rocco Sofray for sure. But then another thing is like, this is a thing that Chuck and I argue about with music all the time. For example, right, so um uh there's this band from New York that somebody plugged uh, turned me onto on Twitter. Um, they're called Zeal and Ardor. You can find them on on Bandcamp, right? Uh, these guys are trying to take um, like old, like uh, working. Uh, what do you call it? those? Like workman songs, like from the blues. You know, with like the you know uh, uh, taking the chains and you know like stomping in the fields and s- clapping. You know right. that sort of stuff, like working man blues oh, type right. stuff. Okay, yeah. And they mix it with black metal. And it's the weirdest stuff. Oh, it sounds fucking horrendous. You know what? Sometimes it is. But sometimes... (laughs) Really? What
0: a surprise.
2: Sometimes it's really freaking cool.
0: Oh, I thought you were going to say sometimes it's really freaking
2: funny. Yeah. No. It actually doesn't do that. I would highly recommend you check them out on, on Bandcamp. I'll send you the link or something.
0: But Okay, can I can I just point out at this point, listeners, if you are out there thinking of checking this out, this is a man who likes Deaf Heaven, okay, which is quite clearly <laughs> heaven, the yeah. the fucking biggest pile of Emperor's new clothes you are ever likely to fucking hear absolute dross this is the no artistic I was, I merit for a, a second i used to be a
2: huge slow dive and mojave three and katherine wheel fan so that whole like shoegazer thing i'm down with it big time oh, so is- then when i hear somebody like death heaven or ghost bath doing that you know major chord Black gay stuff. I, I just get all giddy.
0: D- D- Deaf Heaven and Ghost Bath. It's like they. It's like they came up with band names to put people off. They, it's like they came up with band names to warn you. We are shit, so we're gonna call our name. We're gonna call our band Ghost Bath. There's a but, huge hint in there, guys.
2: But I think that these bands definitely are among the few who are doing. They're pulling a Rocco Siffredi in music. <laughs> And and it's not it's not quite there yet. We're still early days, you know. But eventually, you know, they're going to move on from the the early Buttman movies, and they're going well. They be...
0: are they are definitely not erect yet. I'll yeah, I'll give you that.
2: They're, well, they're 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 pre anabolic, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pre Viagra. Um, well, believe I, you. I'd you, Ghost Bath and Death Heaven could certainly use some musical Viagra um uh, i mean i to be fair i checked out deaf heaven after you were raving about them on a podcast on the podcast quite some time ago not the most recent album i think maybe the album before and I, I i listened to it and i i when i listened to it i just couldn't i couldn't translate one single word of what you'd said <laughs> and, into what i could hear it was like i've got the bro- i've got the wrong band I've got I've got I must have got the wrong band. Because this is fucking joyless, rancid noise.
2: Uh, see, I, I find it to be yeah, I, I, I hear the joy in it. It reminds me of Early Carcass. You know, what was great about the early carcass is that
0: Sorry Carcass if you're listening.
2: <laughs> but the early carcass, it was like it was noisy and it was it was um uh uh you know really poorly recorded. Yeah, but it was good. Within, Underneath all of the layers and layers were these really cool melodies you could hear Bill Bill Steer doing. and, And it was like, oh, these guys, these guys are doing something awesome. And so it's been fantastic to see. I mean, I was a fan of everything they've ever done, including Swan Song, which is still one of my favorite albums of all time, even though even they don't like it. I think it's awesome, and, and Surgical Steel is top ten greatest metal band uh, metal albums of all you time. Do, you
0: do you do that a lot. I've noticed you, you fucking love you know this album or that you know fucking love it, and they go, yeah, we're not really we're not so keen on that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, and, and I, I don't know, it's it, you know you it's it's again it's um uh, it's that honest and fake it.
2: But I think you that sometimes an it. album isn't. It isn't to be enjoyed because of what it is. It's sometimes in a career, and I think this was much more true when bands were putting out an album a year rather than one every three years, that sort of thing. But sometimes an album is a transition from one frame of mind to another, and it's interesting to hear their art in transition. And, and And sometimes it makes the catalog make sense. And you know i'm I'm more of a song guy than an album guy, but sometimes with some bands, I'm a catalog guy where it, it, the songs don't matter as much as the albums don't matter as much as the entire catalog as a whole because i I hear you know I, I, was, I was going through the suicidal tendencies catalog a little bit today, right? And it was just like blowing my mind, thinking about Mike Muir's career from that first suicidal album through join the army and then this giant leap to how will i laugh tomorrow and and lights camera action and all that and it's it's like a very clear progression when you hear it in retrospect and
0: at the the time it was it was shocking
2: yeah and 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 then even like the controlled by hatred ep like that didn't make sense on its own but it does make sense when you hear it between the two albums that it came i think it came between lights camera revolution and oh, uh maybe it was uh how they laugh i can't remember but it, it's like oh now that that leap now makes sense there there was a step between those two and that to me makes that ep awesome and so like if i you know i've I, we've interviewed mike mirror but i didn't go gay on his career it was like
0: no you just talked to him about his dad <laughs>
2: Yeah, but well, <laughs> doing, yeah, what
0: are you gonna do?
2: But like, like you know, that that's like the sort of thing like you're saying where I bet I would go, dude, controlled by hatred, and he'd be like, "What? That was that was us just working some stuff out, you know?" Yeah, that was, that was just f- a, that was just f- a stopgap. F- yeah, we were trying to fill a contract, you know, that sort of thing, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, and no, it, it it is kind of weird because, um, yeah, like I said, I've no, I've noticed that a um I've noticed that a few times the uh you know but I, I like i said you know it's 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 genuine you you you're nothing if not consistent <laughs> uh-huh. well,
2: there, there there are albums that that i don't you know obviously that i don't like and and there are there's a there's man, oh, gee, I was just like lamenting two of the new ones that that have just come out or are on the way out and going oh my goodness are tremendous disappointments but um you know what i'll try desperately to do is to not Talk about it. But then like when, when yeah, I mean you you've uh, interviewed Reed from Corrosion to Conformity when yeah. I mean, when we interviewed him and you know, here he is, he's doing the thing with uh for the blind album, which to me is like the one and only corrosion album. You know, it's the A- album.
0: A- absolutely.
2: And so like like you know, we're talking to him and I'm like, dude, that's the only album by you I care about. This guy's been in music for like thirty years or whatever, and and I could just see it in his eyes, like he's like why would you say that i've got so much other stuff but yeah. it's like look i'm really sorry I, I mean the rest of your stuff might be good for other people but blind is where it was at and of course like that's a different singer on that album there's a whole different lineup on that album than the the stuff that followed you know
0: oh absolutely i mean and but i, I you know what i absolutely completely agree um it's it, yeah for me for me it is the uh it, yeah it's it's an all-time classic album well i've i've um i've gone on about it on on the podcast before because of course um i had um carl uh carla Gell who sings on blind i had him on on the podcast um
2: very very cool guy
0: yeah yeah lovely guy lovely guy and um and like i say yeah i mean i re- remember bumping into him a few times back in the day um And, um, but you, you have to be honest with these people, you know, you have to be honest with them. Um, uh, I mean, it's like when, uh, I mean, Michael Gilbert from, uh, who's a, you know, he's a mate of mine, he's a buddy. Um, and I interviewed him for the, for the podcast last, uh, well, last summer. And, um, and before we did the interview, he was like, dude, you know, what do you think of the album? You know, ugly noise. And I was just like, um... Yeah, it's um, it, it it it's okay. And he's like, really, just okay. I was like, look, I'm I'm you know really really don't mean to to you know offend you or anything, but it's nowhere near as good as the cold. And the cold is written by a guy who's not in the band anymore. Aww. And he wasn't an original member. And the whole thing about Ugly Noise was it was the it was like the stellar lineup who did some of their greatest work was back together. But for me, it was just a misstep. It just you know it, it sounded really kind of average. Um, but you just, you have to be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean,
2: no, no, no place for disgrace is a classic record, but like from Quattro on, I just don't get it. Oh you know?
0: man. Oh,
2: Quattro is a
0: fucking brilliant album. Yeah, a got,
2: brilliant album. I have it in my left hand right
0: now. I got, oh I got, really? I'm, yeah. I I'm, I'm,
2: I'm, I got the, uh, uh, blind over here, ready, queued up. <laughs> ready well, dude, dude, I
0: got, um, I not I got, um. I got Cuatro on gold remastered CD Ooh, and wow. it sounds fucking amazing. It really does. And it is, it is just, it's a fantastic, fantastic album. That. Uh, you know, produced by Neil Kernan, Matt, who's man of the hour back then um and and it, it oh yeah mate just just give it a few spins uh i mean double zero admittedly is super gay but also when it comes to a thrash metal single it's probably as close as you'd ever get to a number one it is it i mean it's it is just a class album really See, i just i just
2: remember swatting at flies i think that was like the second single off that album yes i remember yeah. him being pushed yeah
0: Oh, there's and there, but there is some there is some fantastic stuff on that Hi, hypodermic knee, uh hypodermic midnight snack, um, smoked out the the lyrics and the vocal performance on smoked out are absolutely phenomenal. I this mean, might
2: be like a whole another rabbit hole, but like it was it was interesting to me like as somebody who got into thrash metal first, right? That was the stuff that that hooked me first. But it wasn't yeah. Judas Priest as much as in that classic metal stuff as much as like yeah. death angel and metallica and you know all that yeah. stuff and yeah. but it was funny as like just in a very short amount of time it was like first it was those high-pitched singers with thrash that sort of seemed to like fall away and then it was the thrash bands themselves fell away and then it was just replaced with death metal and that was it, you know, it was like yeah. it, it, you were either, you know, uh, Slayer were almost pretending to be death metal for a minute there just to keep their career going, you know?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I'm same. I mean, uh, I, I, well, you know, I got, I got into metal through, um, through Sabbath. Um, and, uh, I, I know I'm not alone there. Um, but, um, I, you know, my my, the 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 music that made me fall in love, you know, was was thrash. So that's the music I fell in love with because that's the music I ended up playing, you know, that's that's how much I I loved it. So, um, uh, yeah, we've got we've got we've got similar paths on um, on that. And I was never really much into priest or 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 any of that Uh, maiden. Yeah, Um, uh, I mean, I think you know, we we all got into live after death. That was the album and the video that you just had to own um, back in the day. But, um, uh, you know, that was that was as close to sort of, you know, traditional metal as I got. It was just mainly just mainly thrash.
2: Yeah. 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 And and it was to me, that was like just a huge leap forward for the genres thrash. And then, you know, death metal after that. I don't know. For me, black metal was starting to happen as I was starting to kind of, you know, um, uh, I don't know, sort of find other genres that were attracting me it was, and by the time new metal was coming about i remember going to see uh corn like in the early days but i only went because yeah. i had a guest list to go see grotus who were opening up for me grotus are one of my all-time favorite metal bands uh, uh alternative tentacles band that just were fantastic but industrial more uh industrial type stuff than cool. traditional. yeah metal. i
0: like my industrial yeah yeah,
2: and so it was like it, going to see Grutas; they were fantastic. Nobody gave a shit. And then Corn go on, and I just remember going, "Yeah, I'm, I, I don't get kids these days." <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? Now, you, now, you see, I went to see, I went to see Corn in the early days, um, and uh, and I loved it. You know, I I drank the I drank the Kool Aid. Um, um, I I even saw them. Um, I saw them recently uh, back at the Brixton Academy doing uh, doing the first album. Fucking great. Um. Uh, I you know I, I I really I got I got well into them. You see, like I didn't go down death metal and and I didn't go down the death metal route when I was, I st- I always li- I kept listening to thrash, but I never got really went down the death metal route. But I did start listening to uh, Faith No More, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and 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 and, and, and broadening out a bit. But also, A Scat
2: Opera from England. I'm trying they, to remember. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. They were on the same. Yeah, it was on the same label. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: hey, oh, and dude, it's been so cool hearing you playing Beyond the last episode, the the uh, unreleased Beyond track, and it's like, yeah. Ah. Oh, freaking great! I mean, they were. Crawl was like one of my all time favorites. It that, is one of my all time favorites. Well, that
0: albums. that well that reminds me actually. I sent you. Uh, I sent you the follow up Chasm, and I sent you the um that that EP. So what what were your, what were your mm-hmm. thoughts?
2: All right, so it's, it's. I've been trying to kind of put a finger on it. I, this was kind of my worry going into it. Is I, to me, beyond is crawl. crawl. Yeah. You know, and so it's almost like I've grown so used to um how to describe it. It's it, it's it's kind of like seeing Sasha Grey just like, you know, doing like a regular porn scene. It's sort of like, yeah, okay, she's great, but I'd rather see her doing what I'm used to seeing her do right. okay. which is yeah, just yeah. The crawl out. So know? in other
0: words it's 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 just it's a little less intense and what you like about the band is their intensity and that intensity is is muted slightly on the floor. I don't know if
2: it's about the intensity I just think it's about my relationship with the music. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's uh it, it almost feels like cheating on the band to listen to something else by the band
0: <laughs> yeah no I, I i get that i get that i mean um how what how do you um how do you listen to what what have you got crawl on have you got it on cd
2: yeah i got it on cd it was released in the states on uh, i think it was called continuum records yes and uh uh it was i, I believe it's a different track order and all that sort of thing but like i can I, you know have i you hear got, have you got the, the same
0: st- have you still got the same cd yeah hold on let me uh, right just, let me just let me just blow your mind for a minute that is a complete remix. You haven't heard "Crawl" yet. <laughs> I'm serious. It's completely
2: different. Yeah, this is Continuum Records. This is the one with all the sharks on it, the hammerhead yeah, shark? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And look on there, and you will see that you will see remix credits.
2: Mm, mixed There's... at Jacob Studios, produced and mixed by J- Ralph Jezzard for 9.
0: Right and what's the last song on it
2: the last song is dominoes
0: oh right okay no it sounds like you've got the uk version i don't know um is it a is it a digipack
2: yeah i mean it's a it's you know it sort of opens up with the lyrics and the-
0: right now i'm honestly i am sure that if you download if you can find um, the regular version. I I am sure what you've got is the American because I I know because the the band uh, Neil sent me one back in the day. And he was like, oh, here's an American version of the album. It's different. It doesn't. You know, we don't think it sounds as good as the uh, as the European version, which I agree. Um, uh, it doesn't. Um, the The UK album is drier. The drums sound fucking insane, but it's really dry. There's like there's virtually no reverb on anything um and it sounds like it's it sounds like the fucking band are in the speakers but again it's
2: sort of like i've grown so used to it looking the way it looks Uh... we were just talking to uh frost from satiricon a couple nights ago and and we're talking to him about they you know they've remastered uh nemesis divine one of their early albums i think it's like a third or fourth album and and put it out and you know first of all there's a certain amount of irony in the idea that a black metal album's been remastered but you know it's it's uh at the same time it's people have grown used to it sounding one particular way while i see that there's value in cleaning it up and you know mixing it with this up and this down and you know blah 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 sometimes it's like you know you want to see you know the you want to see her the way you remember her not like um you know, with yeah. the different different makeup
0: on. Yeah? yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Although I have to say that there is there's very few albums where I've bought a remaster and I've thought, Oh no, I prefer the original. I would say uh, ninety nine times out of a hundred, you know, I'm 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 going with a remaster.
2: And I would agree with you, like and probably I I probably would agree with you almost every single time. It's just that particular album I've got such a weird relationship with that
0: I think you've got a weird relationship with every album. i mean anybody who can like deaf heaven you know he's got a weird relationship with music full stop mate (laughs) well look i look i I could i could do this all night and i i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this is a caveat this is this is um this is h and godless take one Uh, okay I, i
2: desperately hope that this was interesting for people i i i hope so i mean we draw some connections between uh, porn and and uh, oh! Don't and metal. start! Don't start summing up!
0: Way. Don't start summing up and being all professional! It's not the fucking news. <laughs> People will think what they're gonna think. If you enjoyed it, great. If you didn't, fuck you! You just wasted an hour and a half of your life, and you'll never get it back. At godless speed! Oh, oh, you cheeky fucker! <laughs> oh, go on! And next you'll be... Oh, god! Actually, do you know what? I've I've realised. I cannot believe we have got this far into the interview. And not once have you ma- mentioned those those horrendous thieving cunts at Creative Live.
2: Are you kidding? It's one of the best sites ever. <laughs> this is the thing that gets me about Creative Live is like I had that idea like years ago and I just didn't have the balls to do it I and those guys had the balls to do it and it's awesome
0: hang on no they also had the talent with the greatest of respect you know know. but but no the the thing is it's got to the stage now that when you go on when you personally I'm surprised to hear you say that because you, you rave about it so much that it's now crossed the line and it's become insincere so when you're so like I think you said recently that, that like Creative Live um could solve you know, could 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 solve world hunger or bring world peace or something like that. And I was thinking, Jesus Christ, these guys must be getting paid so much.
2: <laughs> it's actually true. I mean I I, I don't know what to say. I mean, <laughs> Creative Live is just is really a great opportunity to learn. Like I were talking about earlier about how you know you could BS by Googling it. You know, well, Creative Live is another one of those really great resources where you could, you know, you're like, oh, I'll just I'll just pretend I know this stuff. Well, go on Creative Live. You know, for like a few bucks, I mean, for super cheap, you can learn something that you could turn into a career. Let alone you know just you like you know just bs your way through a dinner conversation it's, it's photography uh you know music production learning instruments you name it i'm not on their dime anymore no. so, so
0: what is this that is just me raven so how's your um how's your uh online begging going i mean sorry patreon account
2: <laughs> yeah that's been great i love <laughs> yeah. the fact that
0: uh put your uh, cap out just uh just 20p for a cup of tea governor
2: it's been awesome to have people, like, giving us a vote of confidence. in that Yeah, way.
0: yeah, no, I, I, I can appreciate that. Um, I mean, um, I'm, I'm winding you up. It, 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 I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's cool.
2: Well, sometimes, you know, Chuck will be like, geez, you know, d- should we record or maybe we should take this week off? And, and you know, when you got something like that audience that actually is willing to put, uh, you know, a couple bucks, in, you know, or three bucks or whatever it is, a month, At ChuckandGobles.com, if you're willing to do that, it's like, you know, it's so hard to go no. You know, you just have to go no. We're gonna do it. We're gonna and we're gonna do the best job we possibly can. These people are putting their money where their mouth is, man. We owe it to them. And 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 sometimes I feel like I'm more doing it for them than I am for the people who are downloading it for free. And that's no disrespect to those who are downloading it for free. It's just you know that this is the, these these are the people who are like you know what this is worth as much as a cup of coffee and that's that i don't think is a is a, is a lot you know
0: yeah i I completely agree i mean um uh i i just think that the um i just think that the middle-aged tight-ass bastards who listen to this podcast um <laughs> i i include yourself in that um would um <laughs> i include myself in that um uh, I, I I think they'd rather throw a brick through my window than fucking than than, than give me one pound twenty for some, for some extra content. You know the content's shit as it is. You want more of this shit? Not a chance. I um,
2: I look forward to buying you dinner again.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. That's it. That, that, you get you get a lifetime of downloads because you bought me dinner. Um, and we and we're back where we started, which is a lovely place to uh, to hang it up and leave it. Um. Look, uh, it, it's it's great having the legendary um, le- the legendary Godless on the show. Um, I, I, I you know thank you very much for coming on. It's been a blast, and, and as I said, you know uh, this is part one. Obviously, we'll we'll do part two after you get me on the on the Metal Sucks podcast. So um, we'll um, we'll probably meet up again on my podcast in about ten years' time
2: i hate you the man thanks
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's uh, yeah um there's yeah i i understand there's no way i'm ever doing metal sucks but um it's um uh, it's it's a pleasure having you on my podcast it really awesome.
2: is well i i i look forward to uh any opportunity i can make happen
0: cool all right man well it's lovely to speak to you take care all right thanks man cheers dude so there you go that's my um, chat with Godless there that seemed like it was going to go on forever and never stop hopefully you enjoyed it and as I said in the interview if you didn't well fucking know what you're still listening for um yeah that's got to be part one of uh, I think there's going to be quite a few there's a fair few things we agree on and there's a fair few things that we like to argue about as well so um yeah um Check out the Metal Sucks podcast. Um, it is a weekly one, as 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 you will have heard there, um, and it's really cool. It's really cool. The guys are really cool. And they have some lot of really good stuff on, so um, it's definitely worth checking them out. Um, uh, so I um, played. We played um, Thrashosaurus in Norwich. We had lined that um, a few Saturdays ago. That was great fun. Um, still working on a new album, which is going very slowly. Um, been doing lots of comedy. Um, Although that's um uh, a bit all over the show this weekend with me dodgy elbow like some fucking weirdo like somebody who doesn't know how to wash <laughs> got some sort of infected elbow. Have you ever heard of infected elbow? It's like I don't know. It's not tennis elbow darling. I don't play tennis for fuck's sake. Um but uh, yeah it's metal elbow whatever you want to call it. Um but anyway, um I swore I yeah, I'm not I'm not going to mention Guns and Roses fucking what a, Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, guys, it, it's that part of the show. It is that part of the show. The um, It's the end of the show song. The end of the show. That's where we've got to go. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Where are you going? We're going to the end of the show. Uh, anyway... I'm really trying to make it worth still be listening after the fucking marathon you've done. Um, I tell you what, why don't I give up on that and why don't I make sure that it's worth listening to um, and um, and finish off with a track. This is from the new Vector album. I'm not allowed to play it all, so I'm just playing a bit um and the song is called ultimate artificer um it's off the brilliant concept album which is terminal redux get it no matter how you get it get it thank you for listening thank you for staying this long really appreciate it um as always tell everybody spread the love or spread the bollocks spread some bollocks do whatever you want to do i don't know fucking invent an airplane dive off a cliff make a car out of wool i don't know whatever you want to do do it and um See you back here next month. And this is uh, Vector and Ultimal... Uh, Ult- oh, fucking hell. I started with... <laughs> I started with getting your your toast. So from your toast... <laughs> from your host, Howard Smith. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> My own name! Honestly, sorry. I've just got a bit of dry mouth. <laughs> mm. That is what it was, okay? Your toast, Howard Smith. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh, fuck all this! I gotta go. This is just falling apart. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, if if everything works out, I'll see you. See you. We're gonna do another episode next month. Fingers crossed, hey. Eh? Um, this is Vector and Ultimate Artificer. You have to go and buy it if you want any more of that And it's fucking awesome So make sure you buy it